0: script apocalypse episode 174 as always i'm matt your aunt what the fuck are we doing here we're reviewing some shit aren't we aunt <laughs> i was about to burp so it's good that you farted because now i don't want to breathe in and burp all right so we review stuff and things as always we review stuff and things and we're gonna start with a little bit of news a <laughs> little, little bit of news in my life a little bit of sandra Maybe strife. I don't know. I don't know. Resident Evil's coming out in, in a few days. I'm going to review that soon. Uh, they've announced a bunch of stuff, I guess.
1: Of what? 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 You, just, you haven't got anything. You say you have got news. You have got nothing. What well, Marvel announced? That's like like enough. You're enough Less prepared than GB news. What? You're less prepared than, GBBs. No, I'm better than prepared
0: the GB news. Less prepared than GB news because I don't just have raging drama. Have you seen? There's a warm Christmas out. Those woke again. Those wokeists wanna wanna stop people saying Merry Christmas again. Now, for our listeners who are slightly more intelligent,
1: they'll lock you up if you say it's Christmas.
0: Yeah, they'll lock you up. Um, they'll throw away the
1: key. For some they'll of put our, you in jail if you say it's Christmas. Some
0: of our more intelligent listeners. Every year, there's a campaign in the news in which someone says saying Merry Christmas is offensive, and be careful. And then some MP will go. Merry Christmas is offensive, people don't say Merry Christmas, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit to make you angry. It's Facebook bullshit, but it's somehow reached the mainstream news. The
1: old people don't have much else to go for. They don't have anything
0: to live for, do they? They've got nothing going on. I've
1: got a calendar somewhere that depicts the yearly outrage of middle-aged people on Facebook. Because whenever it gets around to Easter, and the whole they don't put Easter on Easter eggs anymore, I make a point of taking photographs of the eggs that say Easter on them. So when they complain, I just share the photos. Do you know Easter eggs?
0: You know what? There was an MP, a brave MP, stood up in Parliament the other day and said the reason that there are so many men committing crimes is because there's no male role models on TV anymore. Really? That's what he said. And you know what? I would like to I would like to just quickly argue that crime rates are actually down. Hmm. That's strange.
1: Because you know, men are too busy having role models to commit <laughs> crimes.
0: And also also I just like when did an MP start rabbiting shit Jordan Peterson points? Next he's gonna go in and he's gonna be like, I think forced monogamy monogamy is a good idea. <laughs> you can't have sex? That's not your fault. That's the fault of women! We're gonna assign women to you! That's your right. Wait, we can get a woman assigned to. Apparently, it. that's what Jordan Peterson but
1: wanted. I don't have any room for a cage.
0: Do you know what's really funny? Jordan Peterson said... Actually, one go under my desk. Jordan Peterson said that uh, that it's bad that attractive people that are good at sports or, uh, or like, good actors and things, it's bad that women want to sleep with them, that a lot of women want to sleep with them, and they want to... I know some of partners. losers
1: you get girlfriends.
0: Yeah, but he said that it's bad, and I say that's actually biologically accurate to what we actually are attracted to. Mm. Because... You remember that when we were cavemen long and long ago, if you believe in evolution, like a fucking normal person, and not a Christian... What are you going about anyway? Why are you going about all this? Oh, sorry, yeah, let's get back What's to the, the point. Christmas? Yeah, an point, an MP... Oh, yeah, it's Christmas. It's Christmas, Ant. Soon it's December. Have you got an advent calendar? No. But you're talking about bullshit, so I'm
1: getting out one of my weirder Transformers to play with.
0: I forgot what I was talking about. Alright, well then, on to episode 174. Oh, well have well, nailed it. It's your review, Ant. Is it? Yeah, you're first this week.
1: But I haven't transformed
0: Get this. fucking talking. Oh. Don't make me take your toys off of you.
1: He's
0: he's a weird one. I don't care. Review thing. And, oh,
1: and. God, hold on. Oh for God's sake. It's a little weird little weird man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can't hinder my transformers. I'm I'm a
0: fucking Shut in- up. I'm an influencer Shut up.
1: now. Start reviewing your
0: thing. I'm an influencer Shut on up. the internet. Start reviewing your <laughs> I'm thing. jealous of that. Start reviewing your thing.
1: I was like, I brought the Windows thing up.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake.
1: Right. Anyway, this influencer here, first review, I forgot all about it last time, because we were struggling for a full thing last time. I forgot about that game we were playing the day, like two days before.
0: Oh, Super Mario. Mario Super- Party oh, yeah.
1: Superstars. It's out. Mm. It's a game.
0: It's a game that I got you for Christmas, and I let you open it early because you're a good boy. Didn't even wrap it. I'm fucking regretting that decision today. With all your fucking transformer playtimes during the podcast. Anyway,
1: Mario Party Superstar is um, it's a new one where they've taken a whole bunch of the the Mario Party levels yeah. from the first three Mario Party games. It's only five of them. I always think they're a bit stingy. Like, because I mean, how 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 long does it take to make? One board Not very like, I, You know I feel like Nintendo Could quite easily Chuck out A Mario Party game That's got like You know Ten boards Or whatever on it mm. You know It would be nice Um Back in the day Four boards was enough But You know Just uh, just saying But While well, there isn't that many boards There's a lot of mini games There's a lot of them It's got a whole bunch of mini games From the Nintendo 64 Through the GameCube era um carefully sidestepping the stuff that made Mary Party bad with the Wii era because it was not good. Um especially that one where you're all going around in a car. That was weird. Didn't like that.
0: Which one was that? Uh like nine, I think yeah. it is. That was uh, that was a Wii
1: U one wasn't it? Was it Wii? Was it Wii? I think I can't remember. Okay. But it's the one where you all sit in a car and the car drives around and you all move at the same time. It's it's strange. I didn't get it. Um but no Mario, 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 Mario Party Superstar is really good. Like it's probably the best Mary Party's been for ages. Um, I miss the like, you know, the the dice you got that was based on different characters in the last one. I miss that, yeah, because that was a really cool little feature. I like that, and you have you know you have your little assistant partner who runs along with you and does his own little dice roll. Um, that was quite neat, but that's that's not here in this, but it is focused on the original board. So I guess maybe you know having all those extra dice could probably unbalance them a bit. I don't know. I mean, the game's made to be about luck anyway, but. Um, yeah, I'm quite liking it. You got that haunted mansion level. There's like the cake one that I can never remember the name of. Princess Peach's Cake thing.
0: I uh this may surprise you because I am currently the champion Mario Pie player in this house. But uh I don't play that much Mario Pi. What the fuck is wrong with you? I played it on the Nintendo sixty four and I played a little bit on the GameCube. Yeah. But other than that, like it's all natural skill, baby. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I've I've still got the old ones. Do you play some of the old ones? No, I've set up the N64. Mm. But um, no, it's just really good stuff. There's like there's a multi there's an online mode on it where you like you group up with a couple of people, like four opponents, and you play a series of mini games to determine who's the Mario Party star superstar. Um, I played one of those, only one, but I won handedly. Like I won, I won each game. Yeah, I just kicked their asses, to be honest. Um, I humiliated them. Some would say. Um, you know, I've not heard from them since. I don't know who they were. Um, Is it possible they were children? Possibly. Possibly. But at the end of the day, you know, you've got to take your victories however you can, you know, because, you know, life, life can beat you down a bit. So just take your victories however you can. I take the victory even, every time we play. Even if, you know, you've ruined the day of some small children. Mari anyway, it's, it's good it's good fun i'm I'm like it it looks all nice I like the way they remix the boards. they've got like remixed versions of the music so you can have like the original music once you play the board once you can play the original music on the level.
0: I couldn't hear um, the music of a Christian complaining every time something happened.
1: he knows how to play Mario Party. He's being a little ba he being a little baby with his ma- with his complaining but um no it, i I like it it's really nice it's got to pick up the really good mis the really good mini games they picked out as well. 'Cause it has got the one where you have to like run a little um pneumatic drill around the, the picture. That one's always good. Yeah. And the book one. The book one's always good. One with the pages folded. Yeah, it. that was it's, cool. That's a classic.
0: I liked a lot of the minigames in there. Um I just I think that like um like most of the Mario Party games, the it's not so much the most skilled player that gets that gets the victories. the people that just No, most,
1: it's usually the least skilled player. <laughs> no, I just
0: think it's like the people that most actively try and try and just throw all of the shit they can at the board like you can play tactically and aim to just get stars but the people yeah. that just literally just keep going like oh new dice new dice this is a dice for you this is a dice for you if you use a, like an item every 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 single move that you take you're bound to get something at the end like it's just like spending coins to get as much. Well, they shit as they changed
1: how the um, the bonus stars work at the end of the games a few yeah. games ago because it used to always be um, whoever had the most coins won the most mini games and landed the most happening spaces. Mm. But they made it because it was easy to manipulate. Yeah, that then you like you could aim for just getting coins to guarantee yourself a star. Um, but then they made it so there's like seven or eight categories and it picks a random one three mm. or two. I think it only picks two on this one.
0: Yeah, it was only two.
1: Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's sort of stuff. I'm surprised, though. I still think they need to do a Mario Party that really goes all out with with it. You know, a lot more maps and stuff and all that. Yeah, but they won't do that because they can't
0: make as much money as possible.
1: You can just use the old board games. I mean, they've just made a bunch of them. They could have used some of the board games from the last game. Like if they could have chucked in the board games from the last board game on this. Mm. Like it's you know simple stuff, just a bit of a bit variety. But you can't at least play all this online, which um, they added as DLC to Mario Super Party previous one, Super Mario Party. They added that as like a free update a mm. couple of months ago, like before this one came out, which suggests to me that it's running on the same game engine entirely, and that they just shoehorned it in there into the last game because they, you know, they had it in the new one, so they could. Um, but you know, that's something that should have been in that game from the start, but it's in here from the start, so that's okay. And the other multiplayer stuff, the mini game thing, it's nice and quick. You like know, join, you not know, say you join into a little game, play a few rounds with someone, and jump out. You get coins, coins unlock like you know stickers and stuff, and. New music and encyclopedia entries to tell you about the previous Mario Party games and stuff, but nothing. There's nothing major unlockable. It's all pretty straightforward and you know just simple inconsequential stuff. But it's That's a cool. it's a really nice Mario Party game. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah. I had fun. It's the best I've It's the best it's been for a long time. Like see, the last one was really good, mm. but it was it felt like half the stuff in there was of no interest to most people. And the thing people wanted was to be able to play the board games online, and they didn't put it in there in the last one. Yeah. But they've done that right from the start in here. The game runs a lot quicker. Like, the way it... it if, well, we didn't really witness it because we're playing with frigging, you know, Christian taking 10 minutes per turn. Um But, like, I've been playing it on single player against AI, and the AI just rips through its turns. Like, they, don't, you don't see the dice roll? It just goes, boom, number, off it goes. And, like, it gets to a shop. It doesn't roll through the text or anything. It just... The item they just have it. They just buy the item and it moves on. So like when you're playing against like AI compl- players, they just they just rattle through their turn really quickly to get you to the players, which is good, nice stuff because you don't need to see them read all the text and everything. Um, you know, it's it's a fun time. I think they should have some more characters and stuff. They've had the same like eight Mario Party guys in these ones for ages. The last one had like Cooper and Shy Guy and stuff like that, but they're on the board, so you can't have that. So expand a bit Let's get some um, WarioWare party Do a Wario party I want a Wario party Where like You get to the end Of the round And you have to play A series of mini games It's just like The smooth move mini games Just like A series of mini games You have to knock Each other out and stuff That would be really cool But yeah Super Mario Party Mario Party Superstars Mario Party Superstar It's really good Really good Best Mario Party Has been for ages and, you know, if you're a retro, if you're one of those nerds who only likes the first three, you can set it so you only have the first three minigames. And you can just play the ball. and all the maps are from the first three games. So, isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. It tells you not to use the palm of your hand to spin the analog stick. Yeah, that's but bullshit. I am fuck not you. Fucking, yeah, yeah, I am fuck fuck you. Fucking... Don't tell me what to do. Okay?
0: I know how to play Mario Kart, you sons of bitches.
1: When we get an N64 padding at, t- at work, I can instantly tell which ones have been used on Mario Party and which ones haven't.
0: Yeah, because they don't have any fucking rubber left in no, them.
1: No, they have the dust that no. builds up inside from the analogue stick being worn down from being spun around. Analogue sticks are thicker nowadays. You should be able to handle it. They should bring out Mario Party ones, just, ones just for Mario Party that made out of titanium and shit yeah. just to withstand...
0: It's titanium and sandpaper. For a flint,
1: flint. Two pieces of flint. <laughs> so when you spin the analogue stick around, sparks come flying out. And just call it the man controller. Like, the man controller.
0: Yeah, you made that. The steel. man
1: roller. You know, like the steel you get on steel grate, you where know, it's like raised, the little heck, yeah. little patterns, three lines in a row, different Corrigated angles, corrugated iron. Yeah, yeah, like that for the whole controller. And and the buttons, the buttons like um, sound like you're punching someone. You punch. <laughs> press them.
0: You can if you put in the right code, you can it can sound like sex noises, like on a keyboard. It's like <laughs> just to prove your
1: prowess over women. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, you well, you've got the controller. You know how to do this. Mm. Um, yeah, it was fun. It's fun. I enjoyed it. I haven't really played. Use that to you... play. um, friggin' Cookie Mama. I was going to say <laughs> Rhythm Paradise. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Uh, my first review. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher some names now because this is a French movie. Oh no!
1: I know. I know. I thought you I... said you didn't mention a French movie just now. Yeah, no, for when a... you said four things
0: for a curveball, you make
1: yeah, but. So do you have four things?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But um, I just want to quickly... All right, so I saw I saw a, a French movie that's coming out. It's coming out... Oh, it came out on the 19th, sorry. So I saw this as a the French screen. Dispatch is not a French movie. No, it's not a French Dispatch. So I saw Petite Mamen, which is the new film from... And this is how I'm going to butcher some names. Céline Schiama. Schia-ma. Do, you want, do you want me to read it? Y- uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Céline Sciamma?
0: Celine <laughs> I don't Sciamma? think see C- No, it's Sciamma. Uh, so anyway, yeah, um, I saw this French movie and it's... Um, it's it's a... Uh, so basically... Are going to try
1: and review a film No, no, film it's going to be...
0: And... I'm going I'm to tell it very simply. So a little girl is uh, mourning the loss of her grandmother. Um, and we are introduced to her saying goodbye to all the residents of a care home where her grandmother lived. And she is making sure to say goodbye to them as 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 best as possible, having a good goodbye with all these people. Um, and then she gets into the car with her mum. She goes, all right, are you ready? You've said goodbye to everyone." She goes, "Yes, but I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to grandmother." And so she's like, "I'm sure she knew, you know, she knew that you, you know, that you loved her, and she didn't need to hear that. She knew you existed." Um, Just... So tidy as shit. The mother and child have decided that, that. Well, the mother and child have now got the task of going and emptying out the grandmother's house and preparing it for sale. So they're sort of going through to see. No,
1: this is, um, sounds an awful. Look like she runs the old girl. Shut up. So they've.
0: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sure that's valid. I don't know what that is. But anyway, it's listen, f- listen, I listen, listen listen, listen, listen. Let me finish, finish this. So, so the little girl and her mother go, and the father meets them there, yeah, and they, they start emptying culture. out the house of all of the grandmother's possessions, obviously the possessions that the woman would like to keep. All the beanie babies she the ears. All the beanie babies the and ears. stuff, yeah.
1: Like, um, She's a really big investor in that market. She's just getting into NFTs.
0: <laughs> so the little girl, when they arrive there, is obsessed with a story the mother told her about a, about a fort that the mother made in the woods. And you see that the house is actually backed onto this big, big, big wooded area, this big forest, with a little lake and all these other bits and pieces around the place. Um, and so the little girl goes off looking for this fort. She goes out and she meets a little girl who is building a fort in the woods and she decides to help her. Little does she realise that this is potentially a time travel scenario and that little girl is actually her mother building the fort she talked oh, about you, before. You,
1: I thought you were going to see a, a proper French film when really you went to see a secret sci-fi film.
0: Well, it's actually a time travel movie.
1: Yeah, this is like one when they made sliding doors to trick women into watching sci-fi, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so... Um, and, and yeah, that aspect of time travel does come back into it the little girl does end up going back to the house of this small this younger version of her mother and they they realise that it's sort of like a mirror effect so if she goes one path in the woods she goes to the past if she goes one path in the woods she goes to the present and so she has these conversations with her mother and, and at some point her mum she can't take the stress of removing all the stuff from this house so she leaves and she she just disappears she just decides to drive off one day so the dad continues taking the stuff and putting it in boxes and getting ready to move and i won't spoil what happens from there because anything beyond that is is a spoiler but it's but
1: she has to get the infinity stones
0: to stop <laughs> Thanos <laughs> to snap yeah. her grand back into life yeah. no, so it, this so this was a screen unseen film frodian so you like buy a £5 ticket you don't know what the film is before you go see it. And you're
1: hoping for Spider-Man.
0: I was thinking it might be Ghostbusters because some yeah. of the hints led towards Ghostbusters or Titane, which is another French film, but it's about a serial killer who's obsessed with metal. Or something along those lines. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know, but that's what I think it's about. And I really had no idea about this film. I, 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 um, I don't know the director very well. I know she's done other stuff. Um, but because I'm not a massive, massive watcher, i going to mention
1: another film she did. It's going to be like some extremely famous, yeah, piece yeah, of French probably.
0: cinema. That... Uh, oh, Portrait of a uh, Lady on Fire, I have seen. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man, that's a yeah. freaking massive. That's, yeah, it's a masterpiece. Uh, but anyway, so um, so yeah, so. I saw this and it was a really weird situation seeing this because, as I said, screen unseen. I didn't know what I was going to see. And it's such a quiet, introspective movie. Like, the little girl is having these conversations that that sometimes, sometimes she's talking as if she's an adult. She understands. And other times she's just a child. She's just interacting as a child with asking questions and finding out. Um But the film is so quiet. And when you're in a cinema full of... 50 other people that bought tickets for a screen unseen because they thought there might be something more mainstream and everybody's like chatting and they're like, they're like making a lot of noise. These quiet moments of like sad conversation that you're seeing on screen, these incredibly well-acted moments, they, they're kind of dampened. They're kind of ruined by that atmosphere. I think it was a bad choice to put it on for screen unseen, but at the same time, I'm glad I got the chance to see this because I wouldn't have seen it otherwise. And it's, it's, one of those films that has made me think more than the other big film that that we're going to talk about later, but made me uncomfortable for other reasons. Whereas this was just this the back of a Volkswagen. Yeah. This was just a beautiful hour, 10, 15 minute long movie. It wasn't long. There's only one moment where there's music and it's at the very end. And it's a very trippy sequence where two characters are in a boat riding into this pyramid that's half buried in the lake. And it has like an opening that they go into and it's just like like this old almost like an old fairground you know like if like a fairground leaves and they leave behind some some like big clown statue or something and it's just this hollow carbon fibre piece of shit but they've got a hole that you can go into and it's almost like if you're a kid and you find something like that that you can that you can go into that you can explore it's like a magical world and they kind of treat this the same way they're literally just on a boat drifting into it, and there's like a space where there's like a crack, and there's light coming through, and they can see inside. And they're like, "Wow!" And like, it seems trippy because the music's swelling, and there's these characters that are sort of almost like a dream-like journey into a, like another world. But in reality, it is just this plexiglass, like carbon fiber piece of shit. Like it's something that someone's knocked together for some for some carnivore, some long-forgotten event. So, it's a film where the guy
1: builds a maze.
0: Dave Made a Maze. Yeah. That's a really good film. Have you seen it? No. Nah. It's really, really funny. It's, uh, but that's like a more wacky sort of thing. Um, but yeah, like, um, Petite Maman. It's really good. It's really good. It's really weird. And it, it, it left like a, I'm going to say ennui. It left me with a sense, a feeling of ennui. You don't know what ennui means? I do. I do. Do you not know, remember French Dispatch? That's the name of the town
1: on we is that where you <laughs> learned the word
0: from <laughs> no I knew the word on we before then I just felt like bringing it up again because it's a French movie and you said at the beginning French dispatch and I saw French dispatch uh, but yeah like it is uh, yeah just such a strange experience and such a weird place to watch what else it. is on Wii? what
1: Super Mario Odyssey oh
0: for fuck's sake <laughs> does it leave your feelings of on no it's on the Wii it's on
1: it's <laughs> a fact it's on Nintendo Wii <laughs>
0: fuck you I'm gonna give this a hell of a mirror I really liked it um, it's definitely not for everyone a lot of people walked out as soon as they saw it as a French movie <laughs> like there were two people in front of us that finished their snacks in the first 15 minutes and they went we don't have
1: any more food
0: and they went let's just leave <laughs> and then as I was walking out someone someone who had watched the whole film went you know what I like that it was like Battle Royale and they go what do you mean <laughs> a foreign movie <laughs> That's two points of reference now for foreign movies like Battle Royale and Petite Moment.
1: <laughs> the next week you'll see some
0: American film just a like a real souffle. boss baby boy. No, you watch a Buddha play and goes, oh, that's just like Battle Royale. <laughs> we got, got some real boss baby voice. <laughs> this movie. No, that's Jesus. an American movie. That's an English movie. You won't compare that. Uh, but yeah. There's You're- a copy
1: of work of um, an Alec Baldwin film called Then Imperfect Murder. And I keep thinking, yeah, it was, mate. <laughs> it was pretty imperfect, wasn't
0: it? <coughs> it wasn't him, it was a fucking cast, not the cast of the production inside, would not it? Uh, anyway, your review, Ant.
1: Um, Shall I review Ghostbusters Afterlife? No. No, you're saying no. No, oh, I guess I don't forget.
0: Because I've moved my stuff around to review Ghostbusters Afterlife, and you have four things already. Right. <coughs> And also, uh, I don't think you've got as much to say about <clears throat> Ghostbusters Afterlife, because you're just sort of indifferent.
1: It's not, I mean, it's not as good as the 2016 film. Eh. Oh,
0: fuck off right
1: now. <laughs> uh, hopefully they haven't clicked away yet. Um, so, anyway, um, I watched Venom, Let There Be Carnage, um, the sequel to the film Venom. Venom! Starring Thomas Hardy, star of Star Trek Nemesis. Um,
0: boom! Boom! Let the damn and this, boy
1: in And this one also stars
0: Venom,
1: um, Woody Harrelson, Stephen Graham, star of Cheers. Stephen Graham. Yeah, Naaman. I can I can never remember his surname. Naomi Harris. Yeah, I can never remember Stephen Graham's surname. Um,
0: Naomi Harris is in there.
1: Naomi Harris. Yeah. Which one is Michelle that? Michelle Williams is in there. No, Michelle Williams. Um, Which one's Naomi? Naomi Harris. Who's Naomi she?
0: Harris is the one who played uh, uh, Calypso in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, uh, I thought she I recognised her. She also played Moneypenny uh, in the James Bond films, was she? Yeah, I
1: think it was Naomi Harris. Was uh, I can never, t- I can never recognise her. She's got one of them faces I recognise from Pirates of the Caribbean. Do you tell her from the
0: voice.
1: I recognise her from Pirates of the Caribbean. But anyway, in this one, um, like Tom Hardy and Venom are having marital troubles. Yeah, there she is. And then, yeah, I know, I know who she is. She's forty-five.
0: She is
1: banging for 45. For 45. 45 so old.
0: She was in 28 Days Later. She was the yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah didn't yeah, realise yeah, that. Very attractive. Right. Right. So
1: Venom and oh, Venom sorry, and Venom. Venom and Eddie Brock, they're having a lover's tiff. They're not getting on.
0: I like the scene where Venom headbutts him, heals his nose, and then headbutts him again. I'm like, yeah. that's a that's a good way to use that power. So
1: they have this whole thing going on and they at the same time they've been chatting to um, a ginger psychopath in uh, prison who's, you know, he would be on death row if they could confirm he'd killed a bunch of other people or something.
0: They insinuate that somehow Eddie Brock's responsible for him being in prison. Do they? Yeah, like, he keeps saying, I'm in here because of you, Eddie.
1: No, he said, he said I'm going to be killed because of Ed- him. He's going you, to the chair. I because- thought
0: that he kept saying, I'm here because of you, Brock. Yeah,
1: but that's when he's in the friggin' ready to be executed when he's outside the execution chamber and everything. He wasn't there before, he was in another prison. Got moved.
0: Um He got moved at the beginning, didn't
1: he? No, he got moved to the execution chamber after the little little cell that's outside the execution room. Yeah. After Eddie had found where the bodies were. Well Venom found it, but you know, Eddie was there also. Yes. Yeah, Venom Venom's a smart one. I mean, granted, friggin' old what's his face, Cletus Cassidy. Mm. Cletus? Um had drawn Everything on the walls, um, including an extremely detailed, perspective correct to Google Earth yeah. um, images of the location where some of the bodies were, were buried. A uh, bit of a Mar Henley thing going on. Maybe we can get Eddie Brock to go talk to. Is what is Mar still alive? I don't know. I don't know. Find out where those bodies are. Yeah, get our get our boys back or something. I think he I died know. actually. did the other one did? Mar Henley didn't. No. I don't think Henley... I can't remember. No, no, can't. Um, but anyway. So, you know, he bites him. He He goes, that ain't blood. That ain't blood. I know
0: blood, Eddie, and that ain't blood.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then Carnage happens. Hmm. Um, And then over the course of the next hour, because the film's like one hour, 26 minutes long. It's great in that sense. Yeah, yeah, more films should be like that. Um, Carnage and Venom just sort of like have their own little mini adventure for a little bit. Venom kills a lot of people. (laughs) And And then they just like the film ends. (laughs) Um <laughs> Venom kills so many people. I think it's so refreshing to have one of these films where there isn't the whole thing where, you know, they capture the villain for a while, they have their first encounter, oh the villain gets away, did something nasty, and all this. It's literally like Carnage becomes a thing, and Venom and Eddie Brock split up for a bit. And then they get back together again in yeah. the church to get married, to fight Carnage and stop a wedding. Someone's having a wedding, they're getting wedded, there's marriage is going on. There's a lot of unions and tearing people apart. The film has a lot of thematics um, for, like, you know, unions being brought together and torn apart. Yeah? I'm actually, that's actually not, it's <laughs> that that actually a thematic theme running through the film because there's also the subplot of him and his ex girlfriend, him accepting her moving on. Yeah. To another age, and Venom. Oh,
0: Venom, Venom making friends with Sam. Is, uh, Dan. Uh, good. Dan. Dan. Dan, sorry. Dan. Yeah, but they didn't need him. Yeah. He more I like really. I like you, Dan. Yeah. Well, no, I like, I like how Dan just appears and yeah. goes, fire, loud noise. And he's just pouring turp it without the remember? loud
1: noise? He's <laughs> would time? The flame would shoot straight back up to that I bottle know, and blow him up. Know, but no, 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 I don't think they did it for real. No, I don't think they did it for real. It
0: looks very CGI. Um,
1: there's some weird stuff in it, though. Like, the motion capture for Venom looks slightly robotic and keyframed. Yeah. Um, and I find that kind of weird considering Andy Serkis is directing it. Yeah. So I kind of consider it's a stylistic choice. I think they were trying to go for this look where he kind of looks a bit... Sort of, like, some sort of practical effect has mm. been manipulated on set.
0: Well, I was going to say that clear's mm. Cassidy, the mm. effect for uh, for Carnage, mm. like, when he transforms, is full-on horror movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like the tendrils and stuff that come off of I him I've seen a lot of dripping. people saying
1: they think it's, like, it quite clearly wants to be an 18 certificate. Yeah. Or, like, 15. But the first Venom was a 15 over here. I think this one's a 15 over here. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but like... It's I'd clearly like, been cut down in places.
0: I like the fact that with Venom and the the two different the two different characters they look so distinctively different this time compared yeah, the to last the last one they were just, where they're yeah. just two of the same. In this, where it helps got, that the
1: final battle happens in happens in a location not against an entirely black yeah. background as well.
0: One of the one of the really nice things about this one as well is that you can see that Venom cares about Eddie they have like this they have this union that they've developed, yeah. whereas, Carnage developed yeah. whereas Carnage doesn't give
1: a fuck about Cleus Eddie when he wanks off
0: whereas Carnage doesn't give a fuck about Cleus so you see him manipulate his body like, there are moments where he, where he literally moves his organs aside yeah. to create spaces in, in his like abdomen so bullets pass through and then heal them yes. and obviously Cleus is insane he doesn't really care too much about that he's just enjoying the power and like some section of his brain is obviously being shut off by this parasite manipulating him at the same time but it's just like it's just so funny to see that, and it it being realised in film is kind of cool. Like I didn't expect to see that sort of. I was expecting to just be a carbon copy Venom. I think that anything yeah. beyond that surprises me, and the fact that they've gone so far beyond that, like I really do like the effect of like, and it happens multiple times in the film where the abdomen just pulls apart. Yeah, because you know, the first
1: Venom did stuff um, in the first one where he was like manipulating himself into shapes that Eddie Brock couldn't possibly be inside.
0: Potentially, I don't remember. I mean,
1: it's, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a while since I've yeah, it I have watched the
0: first one. Yeah, I I've got it on 4K. I did, like that
1: they purposely mentioned him jumping into a lobster bath, which is the most famous yeah. scene from the first film. But um, you know, it's nice and quick, and you know, Andy Circus. I'm surprised he didn't give himself a cameo or anything in it. He's a surprisingly
0: yeah. good director of the action beats and stuff. The only
1: as well. thing is, I was I thought maybe did he direct the first one? He didn't. No, like, no, he didn't. It feels exactly like it's from the same director as the first one. I think that, really that this similar. feels
0: like it has more going on. It's more competently. Directed, like the first one there's a lot of dead air shit in there, whereas this one like everything happens for a reason, like you were only seeing but have got
1: ninety minutes barely got ninety minutes like 80 minutes closer to um because it's, it's over in like was it one hour twenty six Is the total run time yeah, so. yeah, yeah. whereas in the uh, first
0: one it's like what well, almost two hours
1: I think so I can't remember, I think yeah. it, I remember. and the
0: set, the first one it's like it, it's the parasite jumping from homeless person mm. to homeless person and all other shit
1: kind of way to do carnage and shriek. But I think they I just wanted out. a second person. Shriek of all characters. So it's right.
0: it's odd to give like uh, Carnage and
1: to like, also allude to her being a mutant as well. Yeah, like they purposely say that her mutations are growing. Yeah, which um, is that Marvel very carefully avoids using the word mutation unless they're talking about mutants. Well, to separate them from other things. But. Shall we?
0: Shall we talk about the most significant thing about this film? Uh, is after the credits.
1: Oh, you get sucked into a different dimension. People Which don't...
0: dimension does he get sucked into?
1: The one we're in now.
0: No, the MCU. He's actually yeah, yeah, been confirmed it's, it's... as being in the MCU
1: yeah, now. Yeah, so he's watching TV and he sees yeah, Spider-Man. He's
0: being confirmed as in the MCU now. Yeah,
1: I reckon he's in the new Spider-Man film. I reckon
0: he's in the new Spider-Man film. Yeah. And I think that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> because how does that character work? Is anything? Well, I, I, my theory
1: world? of the new Spider-Man film is that it's going to result in a dimension where Spider-Man exists in his own universe with his own characters but there's also another version of him that exists within the mcu you can take the idea that whatever happens in either movie counts but you'll never see venom and like morbius interacting with the uh, avengers
0: see i think that i think the the movie is going to end with them all just being returned to their timelines and their points and it will just be like it will just be Dot. It'll be the end of it. Will be
1: Tom Holland will come out of a shower and he'll be like, "Whoa, what did I miss?" I just were "I don't dream oh, no, I was no, in no, the like, shower." I
0: think, I think all the villains are going to go back to their own universe, and Venom will be like back in his little universe and be doing his adventures. Or they'll be like, "Wait, you know, like they'll have a choice." Basically, they'll give all the villains a choice. I think Doc Ock is clearly going to be his inhibitor chip is clearly going to be healed by the nanotech that he absorbs fighting Peter and like. He becomes a good guy. Maybe he stays in the MCU. But. i have see him
1: keeping um, Thingy around. I'm a bit annoyed they haven't aged him up a bit. Who's a, that? Old um, um, fucking... Alfred Molina. Yeah, Alfred, Alfred Molina, star of Frida.
0: Um, I was going to say Boogie Nights.
1: I'm going to think of all the films. Species. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Fuck. Species. Gets friggin' Natasha Henstrig Placid, alien. But
0: that's just his character from Species, played by Oliver Platt. Yeah. Horny guy, played mm. by Oliver Platt. But
1: um, no, I can I see him hanging around. They can make him, like, the smart guy they turn to for stuff when they can't get hold of um, Bruce Banner. Yeah. When they can't decide what kind of scientist Bruce Banner is. Yeah. Because he's every kind of side scientist in yeah, the Marvel Universe. He even yeah. did, um like, you know, therapy. Yeah. For- <laughs> <Starry> That's true, <laughs> true,
0: yeah. I'm not that kind of doctor. Oh. So it should start over from the beginning, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, like, yeah. I liked Venom too. I yeah, think that it was a lot, a lot more fun, of fun than the first one. I think the villain... I'm glad they changed the wig, but it's still, I think that <laughs> Woody Harrelson, get the wig. Yeah. Woody Harrelson wasn't the best person to play that character.
1: No, Woody Harrelson's the greatest, clean Cassidy.
0: Yeah, he's great as clean Cassidy, but I think that if you're going to have him as clean Cassidy, you add 20 minutes to the film and make him more of a character rather than a MacGuffin. He well, gets he's a nice really car. A villain, isn't he? But, um, and I think that Shriek's inclusion, yeah, there's a bit much, especially when you've got it happening. Well, I think the they church. just
1: wanted a villain that could be a weakness to carnage.
0: Um, what was your favorite favorite line in the film? I don't know. Mine was right at the very end, Claire's Cassidy saying to saying to uh, Venom, "I just wanted to be your friend," and then uh, and then um, what's his name trying to respond but like with some heartfelt whatever, like "I'm sorry," and then Venom takes over and just goes "Fuck this guy" <laughs> and eats his head. Yeah. I, also, I also like the fact that as soon as they separate the symbiotes, Venom just eats it, like just yeah. like fucking munches it down. I, I mean, mean,
1: it's not the end of carnage. In Mar- carnage has been eaten and yeah. ripped apart a million times. That's
0: kind of the thing, like, Cleus Cassidy, yeah. it's it's alluded to that um, Null is a thing in that universe because there's loads mm. of the squiggle symbol and stuff. Mm. Um, and if that's the case, then he's not even the first Cassidy to be infected with a symbiote. Like, um, Null has been infecting that family forever.
1: There's yeah. a um, weird thing, little spoilery thing, but there's there's a really weird edits around when Stephen Graham's characters fight in Shriek, and then you just get this shot of him waking up with black eyes,
0: oh, and no, just goes, blue. They glow blue. Yeah, down. there's
1: like blue irises and mm. black eye around it. But um, yeah, just no, no hint of what that's about. Well, I mean, I guess he's got in some of the symbiote. That's, in, in um,
0: that's a symbiote. Which one is it?
1: Yeah, I know that's the thing. But there's no indication of that happening. He doesn't really interact with Carnage no. at all. It's all Shriek. and you know he has to beat up the
0: lady. God damn it! Carnage looks cool in this though. Mm. Really mm. impressed with that, and how quick it moves, and all that other shit. Like. Really enjoyed it. Um Yeah. Had a lot more fun with this one than I did the first one. I think the first one felt blowed and it didn't really know what it was doing and that's... It just... All of it was just bad mm. for me. I didn't That's what it.
1: it was um, Michelle Williams was not it a lot more than I expected because I thought they were doing the whole she's got a new boyfriend thing as the yeah. quick way to write her out of the film so she can just shoot her scenes in one no, day. She was in there. <laughs> she was in it for most of the film. I did that like when she... um way she just said the Venom spoilers for the whole film really um, she said the Venom symbiote and she goes all "Right, let's not do that again well maybe one more time It's quite fun actually
0: yeah <laughs> it's like should we kiss now it's like why would we kiss you've got the symbiote yeah. I don't what? we did that last time it's like yeah never again Eddie never again mm-hmm. officially in another relationship yeah. I do like that as well the um, the scene in which he thinks they're going to get back together she thinks that like, Dan's not a thing anymore and all that other stuff and then like she brings a ring out and like she clearly knows that Venom's still around and she just says, take care of him for me, to mm-hmm. Venom. And I like that, like the fact that she's like, you've got this murderous, cannibalistic parasite inside of you. It's fine. That works for you as a person. <laughs>
1: she's probably thinking about whether she was going to have weird Venom babies with him.
0: Yeah, that's true. Sonny and Cher, the chickens, Yeah, they were a highlight. Yeah. Eat the chickens. I can't eat the chickens. They're best friends. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's yeah, a de- decent enough fun time
0: yeah. yeah and I like I like the fact that they've just gone fuck it can we make this the MCU yeah <laughs> let's, let's let Sam
1: Raimi do it the next one
0: he's doing um, what's his name it's isn't Doctor he Doctor Strange yeah
1: yeah but Sam Raimi needs to make more films let him make he so wants
0: after seeing the golden arm yeah I think he should make all the movies oh is it my review next are you done with the Venom 2 yeah would you recommend people see it
1: sure why not? I mean it's, sort of, it's not in the cinema now is it
0: uh, in the UK, it is, yeah, Venom.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: it doesn't have a doesn't have a song from Eminem this time, does it?
1: No, yeah, it's got a different rap song. I don't know for uh, some rapper. I don't know some rappers. Rapper. Don't know rapsters. Some some rapist.
0: Um, <laughs> Alright, my next review is going to be. Um, it's a big one. It's Pokemon, Di- uh, uh, Brilliant Diamond.
1: Yeah, Brilliant Diamond, Shining, Brilliant, Shining Pearl. Shining Pearl.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm playing for the first time Pokemon Diamond, but I'm playing obviously Brilliant Diamond. It's the remake of Pokemon Diamond from the DS, which was like um, it was the last of the last of the traditional Pokemon games, I'd say, because they went to Black and White after this, didn't they? And then Black and White Two. I don't know. I, this is, so this was sort of like my grey area when it came to Pokemon. The, I never played the Diamond these and ones. Pearl.
1: Is like what third gen? Yeah. Pokemon, I don't pay attention to that. It's
0: too um, convoluted. Yeah. So basically, I, I fell off the Pokemon train around the DS, probably around the GBA, actually. So I didn't play a lot of these games. Um, so this was, I, I, you know, came out on the Switch. Um, so I thought I'd take the chance to, to give it a go. Managed to get it for 20 quid, which is pretty good. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting game. It's so much like the old, Pokemon style still so it's got a lot of the old DNA from like red and blue and yellow and all that shit and uh, and it's just nice to the have nice a This one
1: they can use the Let's Go Eevee friggin' engine They don't mode.
0: use the same sprites or the same system
1: It's not it's not sprites they've probably got you can just change the models
0: Oh you're yeah. talking about the models for the Pokemon
1: No the, the, the game is just the same grid based movement and all that right Oh there? no it's diagonal, oh, diagonal
0: like, movement and everything yeah. now All diagonals It's all over the place
1: Yeah but everything's placed on a grid in those older games and that's how they use it on this. Oh right, okay. yeah. Every object is in the line in a square and all that.
0: I think that they've changed it so it might take in some of those little, the little spaces between the squares and stuff. Yeah, like can go around bits and pieces. Yeah, but though. you
1: move around where you like. But I mean, objects on the map. Are all yeah, no, but like
0: objects. I think that you're. I don't. I, I think you might want to give this a go because this would be interesting. I don't for. have a coffee, so well, I can I'm lend it to you
1: Can play No, I'm going to delete all your Pokemon.
0: How? The saves oh, on the console now.
1: You're on a console. All
0: right, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so you just go around. You know the story of Pokemon now. You're, you're tasked with getting eight gym badges so that you can take on the Elite Four and and defeat Team Rocket, who are in this case Team Galactic. Um, and there's, like, some legendary Pokemon to catch and other bits and pieces. And, uh, and yeah, it's just an old-school Pokemon game. It doesn't reinvent the wheel. It doesn't introduce anything incredibly new. There's a new area. that There is a... Um, there is something that was in the original game that I never, I never had on a Pokemon game. I've never had before anyway. Um, there's like a dungeon system called the Underground, where you use your Explorer Kit and you can go down and take on Pokemon that are like a higher level than you'd see in your normal areas. Sort of use it as like a, a training area. Yeah. But you can also catch some rare Pokemon down there, um, and it's a really cool idea.
1: I can't remember those games. I sold my copy of Pokemon. No, I still got, I still got Pearl, Silver really? I sold. Yeah. I can't um, remember what happened in those ones,
0: but it's it's a it's a just a really decent game. I think this is a this is a little bit more fun than what they did with Sword and Shield. Whilst Sword and Shield were fine. I think that um, I think that the reasons for a lot of like the camera angle changes and things like that just didn't really. There wasn't this like great vista you were seeing when it like changed camera angle in like the first town and stuff like that. If they had just had a solid like stuck to one camera angle and you just sort of go around normal Pokemon style, probably would have been a bit more. It would have felt a bit more like this. But um, people
1: moaned that it wasn't good looking enough as it was. Like friggin'
0: it was fine looking. Like yeah. I think short, I think Sword and Shield looked good. I just think that the problem was going to like those tall, skiddy, Persona style sprites instead of like keeping like the Chibi style simplified. No, but Zelda- you're on a real
1: console now. You've got to have like yeah. more human anime proportions and all that.
0: But yeah, like this is this has been really fun. I'm, I'm going to continue playing yeah? it. I've got a lot of RPGs that I've played all the words. It's your fault. It really is. They all came out at the same time. Uh, but yeah, really, really good. Um, really enjoyable. It's, it's so twee that it's just like you turn your brain off a little bit. The Pokemon battling isn't difficult if you play one of these games. You won't have any challenge from like just progressing. I think the biggest challenge is that some of the... Um, some of the like the little hints towards what you're meant to do next, as is always the case with Pokemon, are a little bit fucking. Um... You just
1: go down the route that says the next number on it.
0: No, no, this changes it up a bit. So you've still got like, so I'm on the fourth gym, and like you know how in the in the original games, like by the sixth one, you have someone like get the Poke Flute to wake up the Snorlax so you can go past this bridge. In this one, it's like it's like, hey, we're shooting a TV program. You can't go past here until a certain time. And you wait until a certain time, it's like, hey, we're shooting a TV program here. You can't go, go past here until a certain time. You're like, oh, okay, right. I've got to do something else before I can do this. And there's no mm-hmm. natural way for them hinting at you doing something else. You just got to sort of find another path. There's a lot more backtracking in this one than there were in previous games. It doesn't really sort of like, because you know, in the previous games, you'd essentially be overlapping yourself all the time, but you'd unlock new little things that could like cut and stuff. You'd be able to go through mm-hmm. a different section in this. Maybe it's just because I'm not familiar with this game and this map. Those are just a little bit more difficult to to see straight away, so I sort of have to backtrack a bit more than I'd like to. Really, in a game like this. But other than that, you know, really good fun, enjoying it. I'm going to give it to Mark Ruffalo's. I'll give it Mark Ruffalo. That's a pretty good score. You know, he's Don't not really always he, he, he's not always the greatest thing in a film that he's in, but he's always pretty strong,
1: such as in Thirteen Going on Thirty.
0: He was the best thing in 13 going on 30.
1: Uh, Amy Adams, not as Amy Adams, Jennifer Garner's dress was the thing that everyone remembers from 13 going on 30. No. That one bulk, no. colored stripy no. dress. Mark
0: Ruffalo doing the thriller dance at the end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, everybody remembers that. Also, everybody remembers Mark Ruffalo from um, Just Like Heaven. Uh. Do you remember Just Like Heaven? No. Where Reese Riverspoon's like, I'm in a coma, but I'm a ghost in my apartment. Help me find love. I love you. And he goes,
1: yeah.
0: He goes, I ain't afraid, no ghost. I'm the Hulk. And he goes, He-Man, and that's it. Your review, Ed.
1: You're to bait me into reviewing He-Man.
0: <laughs> you catch that soul hint, did you? <laughs>
1: Is that your te- You're just trying to control me. No, no. Friggin no, no, I just thought the next review was going to be He-Man. He-Man Masters... Of the, well, it's just Masters of the Universe Revelation. He-Man's not in the title. Oh, but He-Man's not in it much. Oh, it's called Masters of the Universe. Shut up. It's about time they got some credit. Um, How did you get
0: a recording of the 4chan audience?
1: I, just, I don't know. I just uh, downloaded it off the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, He-Man's in it alone. Yeah. So basically, this is the continuation of the first part and it's much more of a a singular story told over five episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas the previous one, previous one had this really nice thing where it felt like a Saturday morning cartoon just aged up a little bit, where each episode was its own self-contained plot that they were focusing on. Um, Whereas this is very much like Skeletor's now got the power. And then, like, I mean, this is five episodes. Like, two episodes in, Evil Lynn takes it. Spoilers for the show. Um, Yeah, so Skeletor's not really the bad guy of this part. It's Evil Lynn. And it's building off of the whole thing where, in the previous part, Evelyn had kind of, in Skeletor's absence, she had started to do some good. She was, she know, she still starts off as being someone who wants to be a badass and, you know, rule over people and stuff. But she starts to learn there's more to life without Skeletor around, you know, being the abusive boyfriend thing. Um, But then because Skeletor's back and because he used her and all this sort of stuff, she goes fully evil. It's that's name, Evil Lynn. Bit of unfortunate, a bit a you know, bit mean of her parents to call her Evil Lynn. Mm. Um but anyway, she she gets the power and turns into like a big buff tough lady with like Slightly sexual. short hair and muscles and shit. Mm, um, that's into just it. pretty cool. Um but this 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 second half isn't as fun as the first half. It's kind of it leans into that whole Sort of, you know, the edge lordy stuff that people kept saying they wanted from the first one. Mm-hmm. The types who were like, oh, I want the grown up He Man for grown ups. This one's got a bit more blood and violence in it, and it's got like evil in seducing Skeletor in one bit, which is just uncomfortable and weird. Like, it doesn't fit in the slightest, it's just really odd.
0: Oh, what, where she tells him she wants him, she didn't know she could take on a god and all that other shit. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit... Uh, come on, that's like fanfic weirdness. weirdness. Um, the finale's good. I like the last the last two episodes were like a really good, fun, you know, action-packed finale for I liked
0: it. Ultimate Skeletal taking on, like, fucking Feral He-Man. Yeah. I
1: that was pretty cool. Feral, old savage He-Man. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's, like, some weird vagueness about things, because they say, oh, the, you know, the power flows through the sorceress and the sorceress is the one who's able to deny the person the power apparently but yeah. so like so Evelyn could have just taken it from skeletal. then could that have happened and then when it got to the end and everyone's like all powered up and stuff and people have all got the power and all that Evelyn could have stopped them all having the power but don't, don't worry about that you've got have a big punchy big fight um, loads of little you know nods and winks here and there for other he Many stuff you see um king randor's uh s- s- horse that was one of the toys the little horse with the robot horse thing uh Atros or something i think it's called um you know and also just some characters come back fisto's there fisto says that he'd like to fist Skeletor. yeah so that confirms yeah. so i waiting for um that's another thing it's just bringing back characters that you know from the original show and then just killing them just to make sure, you know all big stuff. and stuff. I think that stuff. they
0: had to with those guys. You could see that it was because um, they had to show what was going on with the with all the dark magic shit because they had no other way of really showing it in that scene.
1: It was just poopy. This, this that's the thing. It's like it's trying to be badass and edgy, and oh man, people die and stuff, and it's really violent, and it's just just do an adventure. I'd have rather had like five episodes that are just like characters going on quests. Just like the He-Man thing to do, you know? But it was nice that they did bring back... I was worried they weren't going to, like, actually give Evil in a proper arc and bring about the whole thing of her sort of turning good in the previous set of episodes. Because, um, you know, I thought they weren't going to really address that in the second half, but it, c- it does on the last episode. It does bring it all back in at the end. Because um, it was it was getting close to them just acting as if it never happened, almost. Mm. Um but, you know, I was kind of a bit miffed at the lack of anything from the villains, really, because Beastman has some little character development stuff going on. But other than Beastman, Skeleton, and Evil in the rest of them, may as well not be there. Yeah. Um, you don't really see... And you see, like, a scene or two here and there where they're giving orders to the other men. Um, and they've definitely set up another series... So maybe we'll get some nice villain-focused stuff next time. It does sound like the next series... It does, well, it does look like the next series is basically going to be doing the storyline that She-Ra did, where Horde Prime turns up, but, you know, fine. Um, Horde Prime is the real big baddie in the He-Man-She-Ra universe. Um, what I would like is, can I have a She-Ra movie, please? I want another movie. Just a little epilogue, epilogue movie for that series. Because that thing ended really abruptly. This He-Man doesn't. This Master of the Universe doesn't. Like, it has a finale and it has a decent amount of scenes afterwards to give you a nice little wrap up to people's story, and tell you, you know, set what the status quo is in the universe from this point onwards. But um, yeah, it's it's solid, decent stuff. Just you know, a bit edge lordy and all that. I did feel
0: like. It felt more like a response to some of the online criticism, even though I know this was being made before. There was no
1: way they could have. It was, this would have been practically done when the last one right, came out, because exactly. only like, what, four months it ago? It feels
0: weird that it feels reactionary
1: then. Yeah. But, no, uh, I think it was this Kevin Smith thing of, um, he always like likes to bump up the, the stakes and stuff in the latter half to make it, you know, he likes to sort of like change the, dynamic, the stakes a little stuff, bit, Yeah. yeah. To to make you go, oh, it's surprising how like Red State is just him doing that for the whole hour and a half. What
0: was the what was the little fucking wizard dude? What Who's Orko? It? Orko. I didn't like the fact that Orko was like, I came back and I helped, and now I get to go back to where I was. And then what is it? Is it Man at Arms, or is it Evil Lynn that holds him and those? Yeah, oh, she stops hole? him. Yeah,
1: because yeah. Orko saved here, Her.
0: I know, but it just it felt like. Hey!
1: Yeah, well, that's a nice way of confirming that she has given up being bad. Yeah, just. She's going to make something bit. of herself.
0: Just felt a bit like, hey, let the fuck arrest, you
1: know? No, Orko's finally got good at magic. A bit of fuck out. This like Scareglow came back, though. I like Scareglow. Scareglow's my boy! Mm. Which one is my... Scareglow? He's the glow in the dark Skeletor.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 The nutjob one. He's a, he's a really? shadow
1: of Skeletor in the toy or yeah, I like I like Scarecrow. Scarecrow's good fun and goat man, they're really Um Blade from the Masters of the Universe movie is in this <laughs> very briefly. Mm. Um I had
0: a good laugh I was like, what the
1: frick, Blade?
0: I did like um I did you like Skeletor the... and He Man teaming up for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so that's fine. I didn't like the fact it, that they team like, up every now and again. I didn't like the fact that like Skeletor made Evil lyn the sorceress of the castle, which meant she couldn't leave and then she just left. It's just like, I don't give a fuck.
1: She doesn't leave, she stays there the whole time.
0: No, but she leaves the castle itself. She, the, the big battle, she's outside in the air, flying around against...
1: But not until Teela's mess things up. A, no, it's her. after that. No, it's, it's before that. that, sorry. No, they stay inside the castle the whole time. She stays in the castle the whole time.
0: I thought she left immediately after she got the, all the power.
1: No, she stays in the whole time. She does <laughs> like the projecting into the sky thing oh, to that's... tell everyone, which that also... Is like a thing that comes from the movie, yeah.
0: Um, which Skeletor does, yeah. Shao Kahn comes out the, comes out the castle and he yeah. goes, your, your souls are mine. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, Christopher Lambert, famous Asian man, turns into James Lamar, plays, plays Raiden. He goes, I don't think so. And in the next movie, um, in the next movie, he says that same line, but it comes out of, I don't think so. That's the difference. James Lamar. That's one of Raiden's powers, though.
1: Yeah, he turned into James Lamar. He
0: goes from a French man And Lyndon Ashby's like,
1: I'll do half a day on this film. Yeah, break my neck. Imagine making a sequel that even Lyndon Ashby wouldn't be bothered to come back for.
0: That's, that's not how he felt about Resident Evil <laughs> Apocalypse, is it? Using uh, <laughs> Resident Evil Apocalypse. He was the sniper guy. Yeah, but he
1: wasn't in the previous one. No, he wasn't, no. No, so that was just... He got killed film. off in that one.
0: Yeah. He was. That's his rule now. One and done. Unless it's Team Wolf, in which he did five series. Go old Lyndon Ashby. I like Lyndon Ashby. Yeah. He came back. Did you see that he plays Michael Bean? Yeah, he. You know, like Robert. Is it Robert Chen? Is the guy who played Robin Chen? Robin Shu. Robin Shu. Um, he came back with Lyndon Ashby to play Mortal Kombat against each other because they brought out that that Mortal Kombat movie pack. Oh, uh, yeah. And they were both they were playing it for IGN, and it's two guys who don't know what they're doing, beating the shit out of each other in Mortal Kombat, and they're very friendly with each other, and it's just nice to see. Yeah, but
1: who'd win out of a fight between Lyndon Ashby and Robin Shu?
0: Lyndon Ashby Really you reckon Because he's Johnny Cage Yeah but Robin Shue He throws the green energy And then he does the He slides with the green energy All that Robin Shue does Is bicycle kick Bicycle kick is way To the fucking
1: There's a bit in the Mortal Kombat movie Where he runs up And all does a backflip Yeah um, And they were like Do you want wires And he's like no and he, he just, just does Lyndon it Ashby. No Robin Shue I don't believe that you just did it for real
0: I don't believe that If it was Lyndon Ashby I'd be like yeah I believe that But it's interesting said Robin Shue Robin Shue sorry Famously not a martial artist. Uh, he was in Death Race. He's a hair enthusiast. Got lovely hair. He does. He has fantastic hair.
1: Was he? Um, was he in the chun Lee movie? He played the master, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor guy. Poor anyone who was in that chun Lee movie. You know, Neil McDonough. <laughs> He's in that new Resident Evil. He is. Yeah. He was in Bison. He was. Yeah. But anyway. um... Man, well, Masters of the Universe Revelations Part Two, five episode mini series, now on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I mean it's there, it exists. You might as well watch it. It's only five episodes. It's like,
0: I really do like the hours. one thing I can say about this series, and it's the one positive thing I can say about both parts, is that Kevin Smith definitely, definitely captured the. I remember this looking like this in the old series. You know, like he he said originally he set out to make it look like we remember it looking like rather than what it did look like
1: no the show didn't look like this
0: <laughs> no it did not this is incredibly well animated but you know when you I think I don't know back- they
1: had a major action moment where they like they to do that thing where the camera spins around yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like it ends up like with four frames of animation for yeah. every action like I, I you know i feel like maybe they could have spent a, a bit more better. time on that yeah
0: but. i think the first the first series the first part sorry had a lot more love more going on it was yeah. a lot more interesting
1: that's what I like, because every episode was a separate adventure, and, it you know...
0: And it had, like, some of that body horror shit with the machine men in this one. Those guys turn up, and they're just like, we're machine men! And it's like, <laughs> no one cares about you.
1: Well, they turn up in the, 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 the sort of teaser thing at the end. Yeah, they're yeah. not in the series.
0: Oh, yeah, because they go, they go, hey, Skeletor, your dick don't work, and he's like, what? And they're like, no, dick works. He's like, put, get, there's a bit... See,
1: this is pretty. He-Man, like, spoilers for the end. Again, spoilers for everything. Um, Adam, when he Gets the power and gives a little bit of, gives a bit of it to Skeletor. So Skeletor's powered up and he's like, I thought you would like to feel what it's like to save people. Uh, Skeletor saved Christmas. Okay. Right. I'm not nice. He looked after two little kids <laughs> yeah. and helps them get home for Christmas. Skeletor has saved things before. Skeletor,
0: you're so nice. I'm not nice. I'm not nice. <laughs> <laughs> it runs you're off like a bumbling
1: boob. Beard. Someone actually did say bumbling boob in this, but it was evil in. Oh, so good for her um, yeah. but yeah because that was the key thing she's like you know mirroring skeletal with her leadership mm. but anyway, um, yeah fine whatever watch it if you want I don't I don't care just watch it if you want fuck it anyway you're-
0: it goes down really easy like watching it's really nice it's not like a it's not like something that I'd say is like a difficult watch. Like, you can just breeze through it fairly easily. It's not offensively it's bad. It's literally
1: like barely two and a half hours.
0: Yeah, it's not offensively bad, and like, it does go along at a clip, and there's stuff always happening, yeah.
1: so... Shiva um, was a lot better, though. Shiva was a fantastic series. Didn't watch you, right? didn't Fucking... watch you,
0: right? you know what? I was true to the podcast and the format we believe in. I just listened to your reviews of it, and I was like, taking me to a place. You should watch it. I mean, Just I don't it. need to. It's I heard.
1: exceptionally gay. I
0: look, again, I'm hearing how good it is from you, I don't need to watch it. Also, who has the time with all the episodes of Autistic Doctor that I don't have to watch mm. until March? No. Yeah, it's on hiatus. No. I know. Dog shit, isn't it? Just as it gets good as well. No.
1: All
0: right, anyway, my next you review... you have to um, go back
1: to watching NCIS like all the other
0: old people. I don't fucking watch NCIS. Um, so, so I... Uh, and and for the last four years, four or five years, I've been waiting for a game to come out. It's a game that I, when we started this podcast, I specifically said I bought a Switch to play a certain game. That game is Shin Megami Tensei Five. <clears throat> it's finally out, Ant. It's finally <clears throat> fucking here, Ant. And it is pretty fucking great. <clears throat> um, it's a complete change up of the format, <laughs> which is weird. Um, is it is it though? Yeah. Is yeah. It? Like so um so turns Tensai for anyone who doesn't know is like a um it's an RPG game where you have like sort of dungeon crawler elements mixed in with like a map based um sort of um a map based travel system. And it's changed between games, so you've got different different styles for each game. But for the most part, that's it. You get like a map of Tokyo, or you get a map of the area that you're exploring. You can go to different areas, different districts. And then within those, you'll have dungeons or, or, or little exercises that you need to complete. In the original game, it was a school, um, but it, there's always some aspect of apocalypse or, or Christian religion or, or religion in general and different aspects of religion and deities and things there's like that. There's a religion that. in it lots of religion oh, lots of shit. religion um, well, I wouldn't expect that in the last Shin Megami Tensai it was split between two different worlds you had an ancient world and a modern world and the modern world was infested with demons in the ancient world the demons were contained in a certain area and you were basically when you hit a certain age you were given this device that meant that you could go and battle with the demons and recruit them and so on and so forth um, but again yeah, stuck to that whole thing where you'd have like a 3D environment that you could explore and that's where you'd fight demons and stuff but for the main part you would like have a map of Tokyo and you would just have a very basic sprite that you travel between districts and you just go between roads and stuff so you would navigate the map very as simply as possible but the whole game was fucking great it took hours to complete it was really engrossing it's a bit like people call it like adult Pokemon because the concept is you don't catch things you instead talk them into joining you which usually means you bribe them with stuff or you give them the right response to a question and they join your party it's
1: just try like beating them up and shoving them into a ball you like can just beat them up. Does. you can't beat them up to come yeah
0: Size, yeah. um, and then the the demons that you get, you have to sacrifice them to combine them to make more powerful demons later. So there's no real um, there's no real kinship developed like there is in Pokemon. In this game, interestingly, what they've done is you can you can learn the essence of a demon. So your whole team gets XP now. So every demon in your roster gets XP depending on whether they're in your party or not. They'll all get XP, but the people that aren't in your party get a smaller amount. And then oh, what? an XP share. Is- as you as you level up, you, you them a rare candy. No, oh. as you level up, it takes a lot more than just a fucking couple of battles at this. It takes forever. But as you level up, they will um, their essence will naturally be given over to you. And what you can do with that is you can unlock certain things that that make it so that you can steal aspects of that demon. So you can steal like their resistances to things, or you can steal their move sets and things like that. So you can create like this ultimate avatar for yourself, and then like go out and like. Basically, boss a lot of battles without really too much effort, um, but when you get to the the big big demons that you have to fight, that's when you get to those old Shimogami tactics, and it's like you have to know the weaknesses or you have to work out how to play that battle to your strengths, because you just get fucked up if you aren't prepared, and it's it's a bit like a puzzle game in that aspect. I know you've played Persona, and like in Persona, I think it's the same system. If you hit someone. With a move that's their weakness, yeah, you get a move, you get an extra yeah, move. Yeah.
1: It's all about comboing, yeah. And it's with this, chains of attacks,
0: with this, it's exactly the same. So, like, you get an extra move, but unlike unlike Persona,
1: does it have jazz music? Did you know Persona yeah. invented jazz music? No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Miles no, Davis, real, real Persona vibes. No, <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, like so. Shimogomintenso. The story is a kid. You're on your way to school. There's someone going on at the train station. You follow a couple of mates who are going into this tunnel because they're like, "Oh, this crazy tunnel where like violent shit happens, or something crazy's happening down here." And as they go down there, suddenly Tokyo is rocked by an event. And when you come out the other side of the tunnel, it's apocalypse land. There's oh. sand everywhere. There's demons everywhere. You don't know what's happening. Your mate is suddenly carried off by an angel, and your other mate seems incredibly calm and has an app on his phone somehow that means he can convene with the demons and, and get a demon team. Together. Oh, You get those
1: in Japan. They just have them. They've they also got them. the ones that let you listen. They've
0: to. got those flip phones. They've, They've got, got those, those ones that like um, tell you what
1: dogs say when they bark as well. Oh, what? No yeah. way. No yeah. way. Really advanced stuff. We've got to go to Japan.
0: Yeah. Um, but um, but you um, you're poor, unhappy. But you poor, unlucky bastard. Um, you come across a a. Um, uh, like not an angel, but some sort of some sort of creature that tries to help you and in trying to help you he actually merges his essence with you. So you become this blue long haired mad thing running around stealing demons. Huh. So you're like a weird half human, half this Nephilim sort of thing. Whereas in but the Marilyn other, Manson. A bit like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah. Sex press Sex Pest.
1: Nominated for an Emmy. Cunt. Um
0: not right, you. do not if, Kanye West I think. for really, To be fair, I think the Emmys are now just outing pedophiles and sex pests. I don't think they're out, them. I think they're rewarding them. Cuz I <laughs> <laughs> Little Dave Chappelle's a. got a. little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Mm. Do you hear what Dave Chappelle did the other day?
1: I heard about his school visit <laughs> where he just told everyone they were worthless. His, lost his fucking mind. Because a bunch of kids. Mate, he's lost his mind. I'm happy, happy for a generation of kids to just take the piss out of so they He's genuinely
0: but... lost his mind. It's the same thing that happened with Glitter, isn't it? Like, as soon as you get criticised for being a tough or like a fucking gender critical cultist, mm. like, they just double down and they go, You're wrong, you're wrong, you don't know, you don't know your kids. And it's like, No, you're just wrong, mate like just be wrong and it's like no I'm not wrong I'm always right I'm Dave Chappelle it's like mate you're the guy who ran off and, and hated his life because people started to say I'm Rick James but we should start doing that to him again yeah, I'll go That's what people just saying, I'm Rick James bitch you won't get
1: that from Eric uh, Andre No, yeah, he'd fucking love that shit Eric
0: Andre doesn't give a shit well Eric mm. Andre has come out to say that he's like he's like pro trans and pro gay and yeah, yeah. pro lesbian all this stuff because normal people are yeah it's only fucking psychos that aren't um, but anyway so um Maguire Intensive 5 uh, it's really good it's really fucking hard there is a casual mode now but the casual mode's not easy <laughs> it's not it's not really casual mode oh my god no really... I'm not playing on hard because um, I do struggle with these games but I love them but I've never been one of those people that like just wants to grind and grind and grind like the hard mode is is just like you are getting every tiny little drop of XP you can to progress I like playing on normal for these games because it just—it's a nice, nice learning you're curve. Bad at video gaming no, games. No, it's just nice, li- nice learning curve. Perhaps. I don't mind dying a couple of times to learn a boss's weaknesses and then coming back with a team that sort of caters to that weakness. Um, His
1: weakness is spaghetti.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Mamma Mia! <laughs> you you've brought Mario onto your team.
1: I'm disappointed that Chris Pratt isn't doing a Mario style accent know, in know, the film. Heard.
0: Um, anyway, sorry. Shin Megami Tensei V is a Tom Atkins. Um, it's, it's a me Mario it's Tom a- it's a Tom Ackens for me but it is just it's one of those ones where it comes as a slight caveat this isn't just Pokemon for adults I mean that's an oversimplification of what it does but at the same time it's not easy and there are a couple of te- Being cheesy there you go um, there are a couple of technical aspects that do let it down overall it's a really nice looking game but sometimes the frame rate does suffer a little bit but when you see it in action when you see what it's doing I think that you can understand why the frame rate suffers a little bit because it is like your inevitable game. The will... PS5 version next year, yeah. Yeah, they'll probably un- un- release a PS5 version next year. But if you want to play on the Switch right now, it's a perfect handheld game. I'm really fucking enjoying it. It's really, really good. Um, yeah. And it's nice to see nice to see a game where they don't just reuse mobile sprites for the uh, characters like Pokemon does. For the Pokemon. Did you hear about this? They just used the Pokemon Go shit for like the newer Pokemon games. No. They were like, oh, we did it all in Pokemon Go. Here they are for Sword and Shield. And here they are for the new Pokemon. Like, it's all redone in 3D. These are all new character models for these characters. When are we going
1: to get our realistic Pokemons like from the Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie?
0: I liked that movie. Uh, But yeah, Tom Atkins for Shin Megami Tensei 5. And your review.
1: Oh. Oh. Was that your last review? No. Wasn't it? What are you doing now? I don't know. Are you looking at TikToks? No. Are you looking at vines? No. Are you looking at quibbies? No. What are you Maybe. looking at?
0: <laughs> no, I accidentally hit YouTube.
1: <laughs> are you watching vertical videos?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you take your video and make it vertical? <laughs> because our eyes are on top of each other.
1: Cyclops is really big in the Cyclops market. Yeah. Yeah, huge, huge in the Cyclops market. Like um, Dan Crenshaw, he's a big fan.
0: <laughs> Sorry, is it racist? No, Dan Crenshaw's not a fan, I'm afraid.
1: No, he's a cunt, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, I he what? didn't fight for black people's freedom, I'm afraid. Mm. <laughs> he fought for white people's freedom, apparently.
1: And the um, Latina lady who, who cleans his house.
0: Oh, and the Latina. But only if she continues to clean her house. Yeah. His house. Otherwise, she loses her qualified freedom mm. that he's given her. Yeah qualified very, very because she cleans his kind of, yeah. yeah your review Ed alright um, I watched Ghostbusters after like... fuck's sake Ed really I know oh,
1: what was my fourth thing
0: I don't know you didn't say oh yeah Cowboy Bebop oh god I oh, think fuck you're reviewing this because I didn't watch the last episode I've watched
1: it all now yeah uh, um, Cowboy Bebop you know there's lots of people on the internet who have decided it's the worst thing that's ever been made um, and Do I seem to see a, yeah, I seem to see a common trend though is that a lot of them are saying thank god I didn't watch this ha <laughs> So, <laughs> mate. Okay. So, Cowboy Bebop, the TV series, is an Americanized adaptation of the Japanese anime. Mm-hmm. It doesn't replace the Japanese anime. No. It will quite often mirror shots, mirror moments from the show, mirror dialogue, stuff like I think that. Ninety percent of it. A is lot of, that. No, it's not. It's quite different. It Might does a lot like of very different. It's it takes a lot of the episodes will take a basic idea that the original episode was based on. Like, you know, someone's dog napping well, yeah, he's got he's kidnapped he's stolen something, you don't know what it, is. it turns out to be a dog. Um but then it will do the whole thing in its own way. But there's like what they've done with this is they've Americanized it a lot. So they've put a lot of threads that run from one episode to the next, which the original show really didn't have. Like every now and again in the original show you'd get one episode that's focused on a series wide plot element and like, you know, with vicious or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but every episode was often very self-contained and its own little thing. And it, this show still alludes to that sort of thing. Each episode is its own little individual story,
0: or two stories as it case might be.
1: But they like they do a lot of stuff where they like building stuff for elements for later. So they they weave stuff about phased memories being missing through multiple episodes. Mm-hmm. They put in stuff about Jet and his kid and have that come up multiple times. And you know, you know, and then Vicious especially, Vicious and Julia are like given a lot more time, which like I wasn't too sure of it at first because in the original show it's like vicious barely appears in the original show. He's yeah. hinted at every now and again, you see him every now and again. There's not much of it. You just know Julia he's a presence that exists. About, that? Yeah, and Julia's like a barely seen for mm. the show. But they do stuff like they take side characters and they've given them like entire, you know, core parts of the story to belonging. And people are complaining about it, but if you take this as just a science fiction show that's you know, based around Cowboy Bebop, it's like really, really good. Yeah, it does a fantastic job of it's it's like mimicking a whole bunch of stuff from the original show, and everyone just goes, "Oh, it doesn't earn it." But I'm like, "Have you watched the original show?" Because that original show just jumps straight in. Yeah, from the, the red first eye episode. episode is
0: literally the first episode.
1: Yeah, and it's doing a lot of the similar stuff, but the the, the original show doesn't build up to having the jazzy music bits and the no. kung fu stuff. It's like the show doesn't establish
0: stuff beforehand;
1: it just jumps straight in. I think the casino
0: raid in this. It's such a good intro to the world of Cowboy e- Bebop.
1: Yeah, the relationship between Jet and Spike, and freaking yeah.
0: Spike's attitude. I, and I don't remember this same sequence happening in the anime. It's not, no. And it's just a great way to open up to, like, this is how they operate, this is who they are. Hmm. And then it goes straight to the Red Eye episode. Yeah, it plays and out a lot differently. That's Well, no, the Red Eye episode's almost exactly the same as...
1: Well, the- no, the, the girl in that, you never find out anything about her, but in the in the new version she's the daughter of a millionaire who's trying to escape from this like family and all this sort of stuff Um, and they sort of like they make a bunch of the scenes last a lot longer than they did on the original show Mm. and um, yeah the whole chase sequence is different there's you know they end up in an airport in the the new show whereas before it was like a chase sequence in the jets and then she flies up into space and there's the whole bit where they'll get blasted to pieces and stuff Um, but no it's they've just taken things in different directions there's little stuff as well like the guy with the, um, in the second episode, in the anime, um, what was his name? Akeem or something, or Abdullah or something. The mad bomber? No, the guy who's kidnapping the dog he has got eye. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: in the anime, he's just had plastic surgery to change his appearance. Mm. He's a white dude, and he makes himself look like Kareem Abdul-Jafar mm. from, from Game of Death. Yeah. Um, but in this... The way they've done it is, it's some guy, he's got this thing that instead of having plastic surgery, it's like a holographic, like f- visual identity changer. So no one can tell the difference. You look like the other yeah, person. That chip, don't you? And this holographic technology runs through the show all the time whenever they're having conversations and people can appear in the room and walk around the room and discuss things with them as like a holographic thing, which is a bit more of a futuristic. Take on stuff. Because that's one thing with this, the, the like the original show. They've they've done a lot more of here's a really futuristic text, but at the same time they've got a VHS machine. Yeah, like all this sort of thing. Um, but they have that whole face thing that changes, and you'd wonder why would you make that change? So, like you could just say it's plastic surgery, and um, be done with it. Um, you know, then they're doing something that's going to cost them more to depict because they're going to have to do the effect to have people mixing in and out when the fec- when the face changing thing goes wrong. Mm. Um, but then that is used as a little clue that there's something not quite up later on in the series when a plot twist happens. Yeah. And it's used as a little you see it and you go, ah, oh, shit, I remember that from episode two. I'm really clever because I remembered a thing. And it's like stuff like that where they've like plant seeds in different places to cool back to you later. Um, I like all the stuff with Gren and um, Thingy's bar that they've expanded upon because that was a really tiny aspect of the anime. Like, I love that it's a bar where the. Syndicate hangout and where other people hang out and it's like a a safe haven type place. It's a jazz club. Yeah, um, but um, that's that's like a little thing in the original anime, but in here it's a much more fleshed out place. It's a location, and they've serialized it. It's up. almost
0: like it's a character in itself.
1: Yeah. Um. It's just I you know I really enjoy the thing. I think there's a couple of things in the last episode I'm a bit dodgy about. One of them is not Ed. Um. Yeah, I haven't got to the last episode yet. Oh, yeah. I've
0: seen the clip of Ed.
1: Yeah, but I can't hate. that <laughs>
0: No, I see I...
1: <laughs> people moaning about the fish eye lens and stuff, and like that. That's Ed. Yeah, this is that's the series. This,
0: that's the same as the anime.
1: You can—they're moaning that they've changed stuff. They're moaning that they keep things exactly the same. What do you want?
0: Yeah, it's like make it. Make yeah, your
1: mind Ed, like... the, the the kid playing Ed, um, Eden Perry, I think it's Eden something. Yeah, um, is absolutely nailing Ed's mannerisms and yeah. voice ticks and stuff like that in that one scene. But that whole last part of that episode—it's when you watch that bit it plays out very differently. The plot twist that happens, I'm all for. I think that's kind of crazy and weird. You'll see. Yeah. The next, If they... Well, I mean, they're going to do the next series. I'm pretty sure they're filming I think they've already
0: really contracted, like, three.
1: Yeah. Um. It's going to go an entirely different direction to what the anime did.
0: Well, the anime didn't get a second series. Had well, no, series.
1: but this doesn't end at the same point oh, the anime right. did. Oh, okay. This ends at, like, episode 12 of the series. I,
0: um... One of the things I really no, like.
1: 14. It's... I can't remember what the name of the episode was. It was a two-parter. Yeah. Um... But What's, yeah, it's, a, it's going to go an entirely different direction. But the last parts of that last episode, I feel kind of undermine what happens in that episode a little bit. You'll see. Yeah. You'll
0: um, see. I really liked um, their version of the animal rights thing. I like that they acknowledge that you know, because like all the overfarming and shit like that, they've got like artificial fish and shit like that. Yeah. So they're in their diner and they're ordering their soy steaks or whatever they are. It's like, can I still get the two for one on soy soy steaks? And she's like, yeah. And it does it come with the unlimited cheesy bread? And she points to the voucher. She's like, all right. And uh, and Spike's complaining about stuff. Oh, by the way, John Cho and uh, who's the
1: guy who plays? Cream, um, I think I've forgotten his name. I was thinking Kareem abdul Jafar. No, it's Mr. Mustafa- <laughs> Shakir.
0: Okay, John Cho playing um, Spike and Jet Black.
1: He's spikes a lot more optimistic than a cynical Spike, but.
0: Yeah. It feels like Spike. It still feels like it Spike. It feels I'm absolutely just... like Spike. Like, yeah. John Cho is great.
1: Yeah, he's f- nearly 50.
0: Um, he is, yeah. <laughs> and also, um, Faye, the actress who's playing Faye, Danielle is...
1: Pandel, Pandel, Padilla. Yeah, is great. Um, she was in
0: Jurassic World, wasn't she? She was, yeah. She plays yeah, the one, character. The one who lets all the dinosaurs out at the end. She's like the paleo vet or whatever it is. Yeah, um, She's great as well.
1: What was Mr. Um, Shakir in? He was in um, something... He was he was the Bushmaster in Luke Cage.
0: Oh, so he fucking was. Yeah,
1: that was it. I knew it was insane.
0: But yeah, so anyway, uh, everybody who plays those three, fantastic. I didn't like Ed, but I didn't like if I'm totally honest, I don't like Ed in the anime. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't
1: watched the last episode yet.
0: <laughs> no, that's true, that's true. I mean, like from the clip I've seen I don't like Ed.
1: I, I imagine she'll be toned down for the second series. It, yeah. Like and that's I, just the intro to make you go here is cra- is radical Edward.
0: Like, there is a reason that I prefer Sh- Samurai chan over over um Cowboy Bebop and it's because they don't have an Ed-like character I never got on with Ed like in, in um, Cowboy Bebop well it's just it's an anime it's a generic anime character like that's kind of my problem is that Spike is kind of new you know Jet Black's kind of new phase kind of new like all those characters are all incredibly competent human beings who are very very good at their Different aspects. Yeah, but Ed's meant to like be and a mock
1: of, Yeah, but Ed's meant to be a mocking of the kid appeal character. Yeah, that yeah. anime shows, and, and that's why like... I
0: didn't like it. Like yeah. I never liked Ed, but um, but you know, whatever. I like John Cho enough. I like I like Spike. I like Fate. I like the Black guy enough. playing
1: Vicious felt really weird at first, but I, as the show yeah, goes on, I really like.
0: That's the problem. I didn't Episode like... eight,
1: 9, 10, like. Really vicious in those eight, nine, ten episodes. Fantastic. I just didn't like him. He's really weird. He's got the wrong shaped face, hasn't he?
0: Well, it's not just his head got... seems too big for his yeah. body. <laughs> like, I just didn't like him. Um, and and it, the same with. Um... Some of the villains, like that clown villain. I don't remember that clown villain in the anime. I can't remember, but
1: he's um, he's that guy who's in the Rob Zombie movies, isn't he? Yeah, yeah.
0: But I didn't like him. I, I really fucking hated. His... No, nah, he's in the anime. I remember Is that.
1: He? Yeah, yeah. Because he gets um, he gets Yeah, same thing happens. He gets knife and he starts crying for mummy. It's like really later on in the series. I think this sure. must
0: be like I think one of my. It's big... been a while
1: since I've watched through the anime though.
0: I've I've got to episode ten of the anime because I'm rewatching it. But like one of the things I say about the anime. 20 minutes for these stories is enough time. Hmm. Like, 40 minutes might be stretching them a bit much. But um, one of the things I was going to say, so I really like the episode where they go to the restaurant and they have the soy steaks, and I like Spike's line. I, Faye I, just
1: inj- injects herself yeah, into the Faye crew. just
0: injects herself into that, sorry. What's that? Oh, God, No, she's water. just like,
1: I'm in the crew now.
0: Yeah, um, and the unlimited cheesy bread, where it's just but like you haven't being seen sprayed from since a machine, two. and she just picks up, and I'm like, mmm, nom, 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 like, just jumps in and starts eating. And I like the fact that Spike has that line... Jet Black goes, it's, not been, it's been a long time since we've had a fancy meal. And Spike goes, this is a fancy meal. I fucking love that line. Um, and I also like the fact that they've realized that seeing a half-eight person, um, like a degeneration virus or like a, not degeneration, a de-evolution virus. Isn't that interesting? You know, like, but a virus that turns your organs into a fucking tree is yeah. grim and yeah. incredible looking. And such a great oh, fucking Terrence.
1: idea! Do you know who the lady was, who's um, the eco terrorist leader in that no, episode? Who is it? It's um, I've forgotten her name already, which is the woman who's in freaking Escape from New York, John Carpenter's ex wife. Oh really? Yeah, it's her. Oh no I've way! Forgotten her name, That's but really I was just cool. like, oh, shit, her.
0: The woman who was in the fog, she plays the radio. Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, other than that, like I, I liked it. I like this. I like this. I just, I don't think that. I think mean, my problem is that I, um, I got to episode eight or nine. Maybe seven, seven, eight, or nine. What
1: was the last one you saw? Uh,
0: I midway through
1: nine. Have you seen the one where Vicious unleashes his plan on the on the Elders? Because if you haven't, then you're on episode seven.
0: Oh, maybe I'm on episode seven then. Yeah, because eight, nine,
1: ten is like it's like all, he trying. unleashes his plan. Episode nine is a flashback-focused episode, and episode ten is the Church episode from. Oh, okay. So yeah. maybe episode
0: seven. Um, but I mean, I like like I said, if I if I just had. John Cho, uh, the dude playing Jet Black, and Faye, all just having space adventures. I'm happy to watch more of it. Yeah, um, I'd like him to do the movie. I think you said that the other day. You said you'd like. To see I the imagine
1: movie. that'll be done as like a two part thing. Yeah,
0: because that final, that final, it's,
1: it's in the credits. It says based on Knocking on Heaven's Door in the yeah. credits. So
0: that final 15 minutes of that movie, if I could get John Cho doing that stairway fight and like fucking all that other cast, shit, that
1: cast Keanu Reeves as Vincent. Not fucking, no, yeah, no, you're to, what Keanu Reeves is Vincent. You but he want... was originally t- down to be jet, uh, to be um, Spike Spiegel. Really? Yeah, years ago when they were making it for when a they film, it
0: a movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that was around the time that he did The Matrix.
1: Yeah, no, it was after that. It was like ten years ago. Jesus. Yeah, before John Wick. Like, I'll
0: tell you what. He wouldn't have been very good as Spike because he's not like he's not got that same effect on his feet because of his spine surgery that he had. Like,
1: yeah, uh, I think um, they were thinking someone who's fairly laid back and like. You know, um, Adrian Barbeau, that's an actress. I do
0: like the fact that John Cho seems to be doing uh, a lot of his stunts.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's doing his action sequences and stuff, yeah. but it is shot in very, like, oh, heart, you know, two seconds of action.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of, there's a couple of fights where you actually, get to see, you, like, you
1: can't shoot long fight sequences <laughs> like they do in Hong Kong. As much as people want them, it takes a lot of time to shoot those sequences. It's a lot of choreo- a, yeah, choreography. Yeah, a lot more choreography, a lot more, you know, not everyone can do really long choreography in one go. Yes. But teach him to block and then throw a punch, yeah. and you can shoot that and then go to another shot and block and throw a punch, do a kick. Well,
0: it, uh, you remember Gangs of London? I reviewed mm. that last year. I, yeah, I yeah. watched all of that. The fights in that are incredible. They're all long shots. They're all like cameras panning and sweeping. There is a
1: really good sequence in episode nine, which is done to look like a one-er, but um, there's strategic bits of ball going is in front that, of the camera. Does it cut? Yeah. where John, Where Spike's working his way through... A whole oh, ton of bad guys. Yeah. Um, like he's basically it's the thing that gets him kicked out from the syndicate. Yeah. And you like it's all done in like to look like one shot. It's not though. Like, um, but there's um really good there's stuff that's like incredibly cowboy bebop. That wasn't in the original show. Like Jack what attending his daughter's yeah, um, play recital, and he's there, like you see him like just looking into the distance because he's because watch- mm. to him he's watching the play but he's sitting in like a bar somewhere yeah. with a hologram thing going on and in the background there's Spike fighting like six guys in the background I like, fucking Johnson. love
0: that he spends the like, whole episode trying to find good signal yeah but he finds it in the same bar that
1: Spike's having I mean, his little we well, tell Spike just keep an eye out and keep him distracted for yeah. me while I go deal with the play recital and all that and he's just like Spike's Keep him distracted how is he so
0: good at Jet Black's voice
1: oh yeah yeah it's- it does sound different but he's got the right tone right yeah. inflection. yeah oh
0: it's weird but but considering yeah. last time
1: I watched him in something he was doing that thick Caribbean yeah. accent and the Bushmaster Wagwama Brethren accent yeah. going
0: on. It's still yeah, like you say, I'd watch more of the shit. I think the anime is still superior, but I think like yeah, there's things that they've changed. The anime still exists. Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of it, isn't
1: it? Well, people get moaning about this. If you do not wanna watch if you don't want to watch the live action show, you can watch the anime, it's on Netflix.
0: Also, John Cho's hair. Can we just have a quick second to appreciate Fucking hell? Yeah. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it looks dead on.
1: Yeah, it it all slicked back for a while? Him.
0: Yeah, he does. as fearless. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact they've integrated some more of his backstory, but I don't. I keep getting the feeling that not like, say it's
1: Americanized. It's, you 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 fill out stuff like that for yeah. American audiences.
0: That's that's kind of the thing that that trips it doesn't up. Make though. it any
1: dumber? It just that's, that it is, just means it's more in you know less more is on the screen than one of the things that trips it up a
0: little a, a lot in this version, is that John Cho and Jet like Jet Black and, and Spike people, they have a lot more charisma. They have a mm. lot more camaraderie. Yeah. Because there are more scenes of them two interacting, like more friendly. Yeah. And I think that him hiding that from him, like as in Spike hiding his past from Jet, doesn't make any sense because I think that Jet has fully acknowledged that he's willing to go to the ends of the earth for mm. Spike.
1: Yeah, it's part of the show though the original show as well. Yeah, I know, but... I think just... that revelation comes later. I can't remember. Hmm. Say it's been a while since I watched the original show all the way through.
0: Because I, I, I get the... I can't remember how Jet lost his job as a policeman in the anime.
1: No, he, he quits because, like, he's trying corruption. to uncover who was behind the corruption. He gets injured in the process.
0: He loses his arm, doesn't he? That's how he gets the robot arm.
1: He gets shot in the arm and it, like, yeah. cuts his artery, so he needs to... His arm's die, dead, so he needs to... Yeah. Place it can't be fixed. It got all sort. got all messed up. But that's an episode in this. Did you not pay attention?
0: No, I did. I did. I watched that one. Yeah. Um, but It's the most obvious person who betrays him. Yeah, that's yeah, American. Yeah. That's American storytelling. Well, that
1: right. the whole thing's done as a noir. That episode.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, I really like it. Like he keeps going to the well. The jazz music playing on the radio and stuff. They click it over. And yeah, stuff that's, like
1: yeah. Talking about music, non stop yeah. and all that. That's one thing it does well as well. The music. Um, that is the seatbelts playing in the bar that you go to all the time. Yeah. Yoko. Um, can I? Okay, what fucking I'm forgetting names. I don't know. I know
0: but I'm enjoying it. I haven't watched
1: it at all. I'm
0: enjoying it. That title sequence I kind of love. It's I've watched that. Title nice to sequence. see a title okay. sequence on a
1: fucking show. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, if you watch the anime and you you let Netflix skip to the next episode, it will cut the title sequence from oh, it cuts the, cold the anime open as well, doesn't it? No, not, not cold open. If there's a cold open, it will play it. But if there's no cold open, it will just skip the title sequence. Oh. So, yeah, fuck that. When are they Netflix. adding Samurai Champloo? Isn't it on Netflix? Is it? I don't know. They've got Space Champl- Dandy, haven't they?
0: Yeah. Samurai Champloo is... The, I think the reason it didn't take off for so much is that it's all hip-hop instead of jazz.
1: <laughs> ba-da, 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 ba-da. Um, all right,
0: anyway. So, my last review. I'm going to review the film we've been waiting a okay year... Can, I was right off. Yeah. We've been waiting a year and a half to see. I think it's been cancelled a bunch of times it was meant to come out last year midway through last what was, year what was Ghostbusters Afterlife oh, right yeah um, so yeah we both saw Ghostbusters Afterlife so we're both going to talk about it like we've just both talked about Cowboy Bebop um, but I guess I'll, I'll start I'll start it's with I, the
1: to... I know but you had something else to review I have
0: other stuff to review but I didn't want to review I wanted to review this um, Ghostbusters Afterlife so uh, let's, have, let's have a chat about this shall we Anne so Ghostbusters Half-Life is the first direct sequel we have to the to the 1991... Game,
1: the game uh, no, the game is Shut up, they
0: don't... No, the game is not acknowledging this. So in 1991, this... this Actually, the... Um, it's all this. No, because Yvon Chandor, Evo he, Chandler. he's alive in the game, isn't he? And they know he's alive. Is he? Yeah, in this, he's it's acted like he's been trapped down there for oh, years. No, I don't know, years.
1: whatever, what gives a shit?
0: So anyway, yeah, so it's the first direct sequel we've had to Ghostbusters for for over 30 years, um, or around 30 years now. Um, The 2016 one, obviously, people have their opinions of it. I didn't like it, um, but other people did like it, and I can see why people liked it, like, you know... People like Adam Sandler films, you know? Everybody likes
1: something. Just the typical American comedy film to yeah. me.
0: Well, I think that the problem Lots was... Lots of
1: American characters talking non-stop and saying the things that are happening on the screen.
0: I Paul Feig, I like a lot of his films. And I think I said this at the time, I'm confused how this is made by the same person who made Spy. When Spy Don't was me. so so clever... And so silly and like it genuinely kind of knew the genre it was aping and dealing with. And then he made Ghostbusters and he's like, it seems like he didn't really know what to do with a lot of it. It wasn't really properly scripted. And if it was scripted, it was like, there was just a lot of empty space that was meant to be filled in by the characters riffing, just loads of riffing. And like,
1: well, he wanted to work with his friends again and Ghostbusters was available. How do we have
0: a comedy film in twenty sixteen where someone kills themselves? You remember that guy commits suicide by grabbing the electrical things?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yours is funny. What? It's trending on Twitter. What is? AIDS
0: Oh no, not again. Um do you know there was a weight loss pill in the eighties? Um yeah. no that's joke, what I'm on about. No joke. It was there was a, yeah. a weight loss yeah. pill called AIDS. Yeah. In the yeah. gate. It's fucking grim. Um, anyway, so, so this is the story all about how some girl's life got switched, turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute and tell you right now her granddad died in an old house in hell. There's a trailer for that.
1: There's a trailer for the dramatic version of Bel Air. Is there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's the story of a family, uh, There's it's the mother and her two children, both her kids are very, very smart, it's hinted at the reasons why they're both very smart, Uh son in particular is great with cars and engines, which is shown to us in a sequence in the beginning where they're travelling across the Midwest and uh, the car breaks down and the mum and the daughter are sitting on the car as the son fixes it for them, the little girl, she's very good with electronics and science, she's really interested in that stuff, um, but she she struggles to make friends. Whereas her brother doesn't have that problem um, they are they are relocating to um, to her, her estranged father's house because he's recently passed away we see that in the opening like he's struggling with something that's hinted as a paranormal paranormal presence so it's hinted at it's shown that, that he's means fighting. very much a paranormal <laughs> it's shown seagull. That he's, 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 yeah, seagull. It's Seagull. It's Egon. Spangler, and he is he is running away from some sort of paranormal uh, entity, and he gets caught up, and he the Dana Barrett chair scare happens.
2: <gasps> he gets
0: grabbed by it. I remember that. It is shown to pass from the away. The first film. Yeah, he's shown to pass away. And from there they are um, they enter his property and they live there, and, and there's hints that he's still around. There's a chessboard that pieces move by themselves, and you know. <clears throat> And the girls find well the girl find some of his old ghostbusting equipment. They seem, this is in a world where everybody didn't have the 80's resurgence because no one seems to know about the ghostbusters except the old people, which is weird. Because we've been going through the '80s resurgence yeah, for the last like
1: 20 years. Established in Ghostbusters too, that the Ghostbusters aren't as cool as the Teenage Ginger, Ginger Turtles. That is true. Or He-Man. That is true. He-Man and also, in 1989 was still cooler than. They also the intinu- Ghostbusters.
0: they also insinuate that the um, the stuff that happened was just in New York. Yeah. Which you know, to be fair, when have we ever had an event in New York that has ramifications around the entire world? Never happened. Never, never happened. happened. Not in the last. There was that
1: time Rent was on Broadway for like two years. Oh yeah, there
0: was that time that Rent was on Broadway for like two years. Yeah. I mean, we'd not know if some massive landmark had somehow come to life and travelled across New York, or if say a building was destroyed by some cataclysmic event. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. Um. So anyway, so uh, so yeah. Just be Tuesday. It'd just be Tuesday. Just yeah. be a Tuesday for everyone. Um, so anyway, these kids end up finding a lot of... Actually, the it was a weekend. It was a Wednesday. Yeah, because the sailor was in town. <coughs> it's a weekend, and he's looking to get laid. No, 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 no. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. He's a sailor. It's the weekend. He's on shore leave. We get this guy laid. We've not got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, I have seen shit that would turn you white. <laughs> Is this true? <laughs> yes, this man has no dick. Yeah. Yes, this
1: is true. This math has no dick.
0: Um All right. So yeah. So uh, so Ghostbusters, it's back. The kids are doing the Ghostbusting. Evon um, Evon Shadder, Evo Shandor. Hmm? What's his name? Evo Shandor. Evo Shandor. Evo Shandor. Yvon Shandor. Um, apparently Paid by uh, by uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he yeah. turns up. Says one line. Gets gets ripped in fucking half. Yeah. <laughs> Vertically as well. That's it's a ambiance. tough one. Gets he gets bifurcated.
1: Yeah, we call it Ambulon in the Transformers. Oh, do the, you? Yeah, because I call it Bone to Tomahawked. Amb- That's what happens to Ambulon. <laughs> I call
0: it Bone Tomahawked in ah. this universe. Um, yeah, he... What the fuck is he doing there? Like, I get, like, it's fun to have J.K. Simmons and that, and, like, and sure, you know, whatever, put himself in, like, a crystal casket or something like that. What the fuck?
1: I assume he thinks when... The, well, his plan was that as the spirits raised back yeah. up, his would return to his body. Yeah, because it starts to wake up when the the, the floor opens. Yeah. Yeah. That's the spoilers for the end of the movie. Where the end, of the, if you want spoilers for the end of the movie, watch Ghostbusters one, <laughs> but <laughs> set it in a field instead.
0: Everybody gonna have fil- a good time. The film was guitar. fine. It just,
1: it's like a lot of Jason Reitman films where it's like he'll put a bit of. So I've watched most of Jason Reitman's films. The um,
0: young adult.
1: Juno yeah a young adult giving us the um the dream that someone like and Oswalt could bang Charlize Um if
0: she's depressed enough anyway yeah yeah, yeah but, um, <laughs> that's what it tells what's us that
1: one? thank you for smoking that's yeah good. What's the one where friggin George Clooney's is yeah. flying that's it yeah that's a good film that Anna Kendrick nice yeah, yeah. but um yeah he seems to always have a little bit of humour in his film but he makes sure that you don't think about humour too much mm. to the degree where the biggest running gag in this film is the girl can't tell jokes
0: which are great jokes. Yeah, great jokes. Yeah, they're fucking great jokes. Yeah. I think, no. Was,
1: oh, that's such a bad joke, and I was laughing my head off. Do you know, <laughs> me and the uh, one other person in the cinema, there's only two of us in there. Jesus. Yeah, me and yeah, no. some girl sat at the back, like...
0: Our screen was packed when I went to go see this. I went to see it at four o'clock in the afternoon, so. Oh, okay, yeah, that's probably right. Um, one of the... I would say that one person really understood what film they were in, and do you know who that is? It's Paul Rudd, isn't it? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd definitely knew what kind of movie he's in. There is a scene in which Paul Rudd is just walking across Walmart, but he is strutting in a way <laughs> that only a man who thinks he's about to get laid is going to strut. What's he's literally hell? just strutting along. And I burst out laughing, and T looked at me, and I went. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just Paul Rudd strutting like he's about to fuck someone. He
1: wasn't though. He's already been told to go home at that
0: point. No, I know, but he was like getting ice cream and shit for like the next night or something. He was preparing stuff. Yeah, and it was just the way he was like strutting along. Just, I mean, there are there are a few bits in this that I would say. Um, I said this. Like I say, I stand by. There are certain things in this that logistically make sense for an aging Ghostbuster who's combating like a big threat to have. Like, Egon preparing to try and recapture, say, the Keymaster or the Gatekeeper. He has that little remote-controlled, really fast ghost trap. That makes fucking sense to me. Like, you would make that... Because he can't fucking run anymore. You can see in the beginning, he doesn't rely on his body. how Ramis can't run anymore. No, well, we don't know that. The Afterlife.
1: Yeah, we haven't confirmed if zombies are going to be yeah. walking or running, have we? Yeah. But
0: um, but no, like, the, like the idea that he's adapted that trap to do that, and it tracks the car as well, like, follows the car after a certain point. So you can mm. you have some semblance of control, but after that it follows the car. That makes sense for him to initiate his plan.
1: Yeah.
0: The thing, like, him trying to amp up one of the packs to be stronger, like, stuff like that makes sense. Because, like, he's, he's got the open pack in the basement where he's, like, adding in extra shit and, like, he's trying to... Make a more powerful pack, and then like the existing ghost packs, he's just literally just jerry-rigged into a fucking into the poles in the in the Shandor's weird little chamber. Oh, film! Sorry, we Should we go into? Spoil can we go God. into like minor spoilers because you already said, said
1: like, what the film? Was, oh, sorry, so just, the kids.
0: You just talked about Egon the whole time. So essentially, yeah, like the Egon's family, his mother, okay. his his daughter, who completely strange. They go about fighting a new ghostly threat. And potentially an older ghostly threat as well, and the reasons for this become clear as the movie goes on. And it has so many ties to Ghostbusters One, not as many ties to Ghostbusters Two, but like a lot of ties to Ghostbusters One. And you know, it isn't. There is a lot of nostalgia bait in here for people, but I think that, as I said to you when I came back from seeing it, a lot of this shit makes sense to me from a story yeah, point of view. There's a
1: whole view. bunch of stuff. There's for every time there was like you know, a little subtle thing hidden away in the background. There was, was something
0: else that was super
1: obvious. Yeah, the whole symmetrical book stack in. And yeah, the, the first yeah. time you see the little psychic reading hat, it's yeah. just on the table. Fine. And one of the kids just then on that like, yeah, one, yeah. Podcast. I don't, fucking I don't podcast. really...
0: Yeah, fucking podcast are a cunt. I don't really... It's fine, un- it's just it was called podcast. I know, just, that annoyed me. It would fucking
1: but have a podcast. It
0: makes sense that, it makes sense that there's the only kid in the whole of the city that's like 500 kids is the only kid that actually like records a podcast. Yeah, so sorry about the break there. Um, as I was saying, um, yeah, five hundred people in a city—you call yourself a podcast because you're only one with a podcast. So that's lo- unlikely. Um, I don't really care about that. I, don't, I just didn't. Um, but yeah, all in all, um, I liked everyone in this. It it had the Stranger Things vibe because it's got Finn Wolfhard in it. Um, but all in all, like it, it it felt like a felt like a bit of a Ghostbusters thing. I liked the little run through the through the town with the ghost goes pack and like they were firing at Muncher which is the mel eating the not slimer. slimer yeah um, I also like the fact that they use that to get to the equipment at the end like oh we can't break through this how are we going to get through oh I just hit the trap let Muncher they let Muncher and
1: then they're going to have to capture him again no late. they
0: fucking okay. don't leave him he's going to go into the hole with the other ones because they're all getting drawn up into the sky aren't they
1: yeah, yeah, because they have the whole um, yeah, yeah, the, big the ending of Ghostbusters one.
0: I like the fact they acknowledge the fact that Lewis Tully and uh, Dana Barrett fucked in the original one. Because Paul, Paul Rudd and the kid's mum goes like, did we? And she's like, yeah, I think we did. I think we were very conscious when we were possessed by those demons that forced us to fornicate to open up a hole for Olivia Wilde to come out of.
1: Was that Olivia Wilde? Yeah. Was
0: yeah. it? Yeah, it was, yeah.
1: I thought it was an Asian lady. No, no,
0: it was Olivia Wilde playing Goza.
1: Goza the Gazarian. Gozer
0: the Gazarian. I liked. Um, I liked a lot of the stuff where the, the old guys came back, although they just appeared, which annoyed me. They just like sort of went, "Hey guys, we're now here. We've just turned up."
1: <laughs> like, well, they had the. They had, just walked out, the, didn't it they? Dan Aykroyd earlier to.
0: Yeah, I know, but they just walked out. Up. They just walked out of the thing. They didn't drive up in anything. They didn't like. They just suddenly went, "Hey." It's the right time for us to just walk out of nowhere <laughs> to come and help. Well, they sat back and watched. Yeah. Um, I liked everybody got friendly with Someone
1: called Emma Port- Portner was the, the spirit of Goza.
0: Is that the voice, though?
1: No, the voice was Shere uh, Agdashlu. It's not Olivia Munn. Ha! Olivia Wilde was Goza. Goza. Oh, Olivia Wilde. Yeah, it was Goza? That's what I said. You said Olivia mum.
0: Oh fuck off! Did I? I said Olivia Wilde is Goza? Um, but yeah, I um, I liked this. I did enjoy it. The only thing that I want to talk about, which fucked me up and gave me a weird reaction, is they weren't. They couldn't leave it. And was the was the leprosy
1: you caught? No. Oh, oh.
0: The beginning of the film, they tactfully don't show Harold Ramus's face. They show just hands and feet and like, his reactions to things through his movements and his actions. And I thought, that's a tasteful way of having Egon in this movie without some digital monstrosity. Oh, my God! At uh, the end of the film, what do they do, Anne? Oh, yeah, you can So, like, when I was younger, I've explained this before, I watched a lot of films... So much younger than today. Yeah. When I was younger, so much younger than today... Um, I watched a lot of films I shouldn't have watched and a lot of those films were like Bill Murray Stripes and, and, and Caddyshack and things like that that I just shouldn't have been watching oh the,
1: the two you always name for Bill Murray to make sure you sort of, just make <laughs> to sure, to make sure Bill... people know I've seen some films Bill, Bill I've seen some fan. films
0: I'm a big Bill Murray, Bill Murray fan uh, what was the weird World War 2 film that he did that he wanted to remake it was the only reason that he did Ghostbusters 2 He he made a he made a World War 1 epic did he yeah that oh. um it's not bonfire of the vanities. It's some fucking literature. I don't fucking care. But anyway, so, a literature book. Yeah, some sort of some sort of literature book. No, anyway, um, Harold Ramis is in a fuck ton of films with Bill Murray yeah. and, them, and they're very. They like they fell out for a long time, and they finally apparently like reconciled on his deathbed. And like I like Harold Ramis, and like even I stuff- mean who's
1: to say they didn't.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely not how Raimis. Like how Mel
1: Gibson's uh, keeps saying that Richard Donner told him he's gonna he should direct <laughs> *Lethal Weapon* five.
0: Mel Gibson, you're a racist.
1: And you should definitely, definitely. Mel Gibson, you should direct *Lethal Weapon* five, and also you're not a racist, and
0: <laughs> and I don't think you hate Jewish people, even though you definitely hate Jewish people. Um, so yeah, so um, the ending of this, they have a digital CGI fucking. Which you can buy a toy of. Monster that appears and it's Harold <laughs> Ramus and it's a it's it's he can buy a toy aged up and it like it
1: doesn't look like Harold Ramus did No. I mean it looks they've like given him a beard. they they've sort of kept Egon because they made him look older, but they've kept it Egon size. Yeah. But Harold Ramus wasn't Egon size. No, they've got him chubbier as well. Not that chubby, not as chubby as Harold Ramsey. No, as, was as was chubby as Harry it Harold was round. Yeah. And that um,
0: guy had some diabetes. But the problem is that right up until that point, directed year one, he did. <laughs> right up until that point, I had no problem with this movie, and then it gets to that point, and then it does that, and it made me feel horrible in a weird way. It I, just made me think, "What?" Well, and then I it went on for. <laughs> the thing is, that right up until that point, I felt like if they just had his hands appear, if they just have his feet behind the little gun, you focus on the girl still, and it's like you like his presence is there. And they don't ever show his face, and you have the guys go wait, Egon, mm. and then like you never show his face. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And I thought that for a brief second, I thought that that was never what they were the going to do. Keeps moving, but they couldn't resist them. Fuck themselves, and they pull out. And the problem is that that emotionally, seeing the hands and the feet worked for me for a second. I was like, this is emotional. This is this is nice. This is a sweet yeah. send off. And then as it started pulling out, and then suddenly it felt gross. It felt really fucking gross, and it felt weird that I, you know, it felt weird to turn something that worked for me emotionally, like it worked to sort of hit those beats, and it turned it into something so fucking disgusting. The thing is,
1: it's because it's someone you actually like, and the work of and stuff. What they need to do is, if you're going to resurrect dead actors, you need to be ones that no one gives a shit about. For example, Randy Quaid would be perfect for this. Sort of treatment. That's if anyone wanted to see Randy Quaid. <laughs> Imagine if they made a new Independence Day after Randy Quaid's... No,
0: don't, actually, don't wait for him to be dead. Just no. make a CGI Randy Quaid. In all honesty, I think the <laughs> only people that want to see Randy Quaid, CGI or not, are the fucking IRS. Aren't they after him for tax evasion? Possibly. But he's on the run in Canada. Probably. He's fucking nuts. Just hanging out with Paul Hogan. He's completely fucking nuts. Yeah. He's amazing. Um. But yeah, it just... It fucking ruined it. Like, it really ruined it. And then... Something Bill- to keep cutting back to it. Bill Murray and and uh, Dan Aykroyd and and even fucking Ernie Hudson's reaction to it like Ernie Hudson is the only person I'd say who pulls off reaction to seeing someone like that because he's like confused and concerned and just like uh, what whereas Bill Murray's like I, w- I was wondering when you turn up and then they have digital fucking how Ramus turned to Bill Murray and I just thought to myself Bill Murray, smile. Bill Murray
1: doesn't want to do don't this. say anything
0: he yeah he doesn't say anything. Ghosts make noises, but not
1: how Raymond's ghosts.
0: Like, you do not say anything, so why show his face? We know who it fucking is.
1: Should have shown his nose.
0: It's just... Like they did at the start. No, they didn't show his nose, they showed his silhouette. Yeah, but they made sure the nose was really... Oh, cool. right, yeah. But it just... Because Egon's got a big nose. It was one of those things where I just... Did you I,
1: see his spores, moulds and funguses. Yeah. I feel that.
0: It just, it, it felt gross, man. Like... The whole idea of him... For someone who thought print was dead, he sure had a lot of books. <laughs> for, like, for someone who <laughs> who clearly loved the Ghostbusters, because he was one of the writing team, wasn't he, on the original one?
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was, he was one of the ones time. who, was, him, and, him and Dan Aykroyd were always the ones trying to make the sequel. Because
0: Dan Aykroyd was the one who wrote the <clears throat> first film with the, with Eddie Murphy in mind for the... For yeah, the, and also a lot of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> But early, uh,
1: the, all Dan Aykroyd's ideas for the original Ghostbusters most of them were thrown out yeah. like a lot of it was Ivan Reitman
0: I don't like add the line Ramis. by Dan Aykroyd I think it's a Starbucks now <laughs> like Dan Aykroyd's presence like he that phone call you get called on the phone someone's like tell me about the Ghostbusters and he's like he's like goodbye and he goes to hang and instead he's like he's like oh let me tell you all this exposition
1: his four to five minutes of exposition for yeah. you yeah but now they can release an, a, a Ghostbusters HQ set that has a Starbucks in, mm. in it. <laughs> I liked. Maybe in the next one they'll have the Ghostbusters HQ, but they'll have the Starbucks equipment still left behind from when they hastily took it over. And you can have a running gag of Peter they just trying keep to. make making coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, I,
0: kind of, I kind of like the idea of the Sheriff being the new Walter Peck but like they the just didn't did do anything in, with it he's in other stuff I recognise him he is yeah he's in loads of stuff he's he's a comedian or at least he was a comedian at some point
1: I'm sure he's in like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something I can't remember
0: he's in loads of, he was the he was the um, he's the he's the general not the general he's the sergeant in um, Overlord in the beginning I didn't watch that did you not it's a good film you'd no. enjoy that um, no but yeah it just I don't like I said I just I don't like how gross this was at the end that's my biggest problem I had no issue with the rest of the film. Oh, he was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was the shocker. Yes, Sherman. That's what I know him from. Um, But yeah, like, I just... I just... I don't... I don't really know how to describe my disgust without just saying I was disgusted by that last bit. Rest of the film, great. That last bit just fucking ruined it.
1: That's fine enough. Um, Bit sort of dry...
0: Yeah, um, well, it's because it's in the desert.
1: This, it's, you know, what it is. It's those people who've convinced themselves that the Ghostbusters wasn't
0: a comedy film. It was,
1: you know, it was a proper, actually scary, dramatic film. Yeah. For, no, it was a comedy film. It was a like, comedy film. I, full of, it was a full-on comedy film.
0: So the screening I went to was the Friday release day screening. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, it was Friday. We went to go see it. It was released Thursday, and it was the like seven o'clock screening. So it was like the big one for the yeah. for the day. Um, full of people. And it had those fat, gross nerds that smell like fucking Burger King chips, talking constantly through the fucking film. Well, they said they got that's a proton pack. No, like it was, it was more than that. It was, like, <laughs> it was like you could hear them afterwards as well, and it was just shit. Like the original Ghostbusters wouldn't do this, the original Ghostbusters wouldn't do that, and I was just like, like in my head. I didn't want to argue with these people. This I'm, is
1: one of the reasons why I'm quite happy a lot of films go straight to streaming and stuff yeah, as well because yeah. you don't have to put up with those twats.
0: But me and me and T were talking about it afterwards and I said, apart from that last scene, I really enjoyed that. And and one of the things that they said was that, you know, the original Ghostbusters, they really like it. They didn't really, you know, they didn't gravitate towards it when they were kids. They watched it more when they were an adult. And, um, I
1: watched it so much when I was a kid. It was a non-stop
0: film oh, for me. Great. Ghostbusters 2 was on all the time for me. Because when I was a kid, Ghostbusters Two was on TV. I have I have the, the vinyl attend.
1: record of the song of the <laughs> s- song.
0: Everybody, um,
1: appear at the haunted mansion. creep lots oh, appear song. at the haunted great mansion.
0: Um, but like they said that they liked it, they enjoyed it. It was you know it worked, and there was a lot of like decent callbacks to the original. But it felt like a Ghostbusters film because no one knew what the fuck they were doing the whole film like look at look at Paul Rudd's character when they find the ghost trap and he's like I've always wanted to fucking do this and Mm. they hook up to the car and he's like and he goes to go and press on the thing and it doesn't fucking work because it's so old and shit Mm. and then he just goes and taps it yeah
1: he walks up to the firework the friggin idiot that's literally
0: that's literally what one of the ghostbusters would do in the original though because you remember like as soon as they get the ghost and they they get Slimer in the original. They've got the trap, and they're walking around shaking up people. Yeah. This bit of experimental technology. They're just like, "Whoa, we did it!" Like it's like you fucking idiots. And it, there's so many moments in this like reminded me of just like people being like, "Hey, look, we fucking did it, guys! The scam is on." That's in the first part of that was like this
1: is the whole thing where because it's the 80s attitude of we can do whatever we want because we've got the money and the like, regulations you know they've got freaking you know an unlicensed nuclear proton pack and, and and now you, you got little kids on it yeah. You've got little kids with their proton packs The bit where um, she's starting up the proton pack And the camera's doing a really long pan all around oh, you know what that God. reminded me of? What? The scene in Star Trek The Motion Picture Where um, Kirk and Scotty are flying towards the Enterprise And it's like an uninterrupted Five minutes of glory shots of the Enterprise It
0: reminded me, do you remember when Halo 3 Was about to come out And they had the brute statue You
1: said you were going to review Halo Infinite so
0: No, you no, forgot I d- something No, because <laughs> the the single player's out on the 8th of oh, December, well. so there's no point um, I've only played the multiplayer so far but you remember when Halo 3 was announced and they had that statue pan yeah. and the trailer was just the oh, camera yeah, panning around yeah. remind me of that No, I liked and see this is the thing you cut out like 15 minutes of this movie where it's just loving shots of all. So shit you know shit? when they
1: have all the little baby Stay puff Marshmallow cut Man that out. was that Gozer going you know what I really like that Stay Puft Marshmallow Man that was kind of sweet I'm going to have a little baby ones
0: I thought it was meant to be like like ghosts like residual ghost energy just getting into shit
1: in the mid- midwest
0: yeah because like the thing's going off isn't it all the time yeah. like the mine thing because it's not just the if you notice like all the electronics are working without being plugged in because like you know all the electronics they've got yeah, they don't yeah, have yeah. waffle irons just on in shops they're not thought, like, in the whole Walmart shop... yeah I thought the whole shop was meant to be like possessed that yeah, was all the customers uh, maybe they're possessed you heard someone scream yeah Maybe. Do you know what's really funny about the, that as well? I'm not American, like nor are you. We don't really. I I'm, don't.
1: You're not American. No. What's with the accent there? I don't know.
0: Um, we don't really have shops like Walmart in the UK. Most of our shops We've are quite tidy. We've got
1: Costco now, and people won't shut up about it.
0: But most of our shops are quite tidy. Yeah. Like people sweep and stuff. Apparently, at Walmart's in the US. They're a fucking hellhole. Like there's yeah. shit everywhere. People just take stuff out. They're too stuff big for people to stuff. manage. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah so I thought that was quite funny it's like the cleanest Walmart in the world according to Red Letter Media. <laughs> um but yeah I thought that it Hi, was all welcome like to
1: Costco I love you.
0: I thought <laughs> but I did think that I thought that was meant to be like the whole thing was residual ghost <laughs> energy just setting everything off because like like I said they don't have like waffle no, irons and like so you fucking see this little mini going Stay
1: puff because everyone remembers Stay puff Yeah I hated that scene. And um baby Yoda happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hated that scene. I didn't really know why that happened. It didn't make sense.
1: Yeah, could have had some other ghosts. Yeah, mannequins coming to life. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that would have
0: been cool. Stuff like that. That would have been a nice. Little creepy. Cool. Rud
1: being chased by a waffle lion. I could. I could go with that.
0: Yeah. Just uh, have him have stuff thrown at him. Yeah. Was I'd it? fucking love to see that. Get
1: rid of the demon dogs. I did like Goza's new costume. Actually, even though
0: it was like the full crystals of crystals and stuff, well, like,
1: was, the light was inside it mm. and stuff, it looked kind of cool. It reminded me of um, do you know the Superman costume for the Tim Burton movie? Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. all the lights inside. Yeah. it? Remind me of that.
0: I liked the fact that when the, <laughs> they trapped one of the 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 gatekeeper or the keymaster, yeah. like part of her essence would go, but she'd still be a presence. So, like, they trap one of them, and she's still like this energy. Yeah, she's not like a corporeal form. She's just like this floating beam. And they didn't get it. Yeah. I'm get more of it. Um, and I liked the idea that, like, um, I liked the idea that Egon had come up with a way of permanently trapping her rather than just sending her back. There's shitloads of. Shitloads of just fucking traps all hooked up in like a network. Well,
1: where did they put the ghosts now? Because there's no ecto containment unit ever in the film.
0: Well, you don't. You, you just keep them in there. That's, I mean. The, re- the only reason. Yeah, but some d-
1: school teacher could open that. The
0: only reason. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hook it up to their fucking car battery. Yeah. The only reason they were emptying them was so they could reuse them. Mm. That's like that. Whole point is that they had so many, so they could just reuse them over and over again. I like the idea that, like, this is going to sound like a weird thing, but for me, the funniest person in the original Ghostbusters was the non-comedian played by played by Eddie Hudson. And he Eddie Hudson's great in that. First he delivers film. so many good lines in that. He
1: turns up at the exact moment in the film where the main characters have stopped being regular. Guys, and now they're professional Ghostbusters. You as well, is... So you need the audience surrogate in there.
0: You've got the so second. You've got the. Second, Ernie Hudson. The second of that theme. That... <aktuell pharmaceutical singing> That's just something with the
1: music in this new one. They use that as the lead light motif... I'm going to talk music theory. Um, they use that as the leitmotif for the theme in the they're film. Used that as the light motif in the original one. Yeah, but in the original one, it was always just the. Du- 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 no, no, du- it wasn't. Du- it, du- was, du- it, it, it was the.
0: That the intro to it.
1: Mm, no, they use the whole. Um, in this they use it for the orchestral score for the and up and down it goes Rum, bum, 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 like that during the action sequence. Really? I yeah, didn't yeah. notice that. Did you not notice no. that the, they call back that one piece of music constantly they, in different like, styles? Yeah, in the original film that piece that individual piece of music is used for times. Yeah, but it's used a few times. But in this one, they re they use it as like the theme for the film. And it's used multiple times. That's whenever weird. Ghostbusters stuff starts happening, whenever the proton packs are coming up, they're using the same chord progressions. Yeah, I noticed it when I was watching. It. It's rare I notice that stuff. Like, but huh. it's I, rare yeah. that I don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Music theory, bitch. I saw someone complaining about something once about how oh they kept just using the same tune in different ways. That's like, the fucking light meter. That's it's how it's everything fucking, happens.
0: It's, you either get deconstruction of the tune, or you get you get like separate parts, or you get the tune changed, but the same chord progressions done in a different way so you'll like have major and like Hans Zimmer's
1: Steel score is the best thing about that film yeah because it is the original Superman score same question
0: one of the things that I actually like about modern films is taking an old song and re- redoing it and um, I got five on it for the Us trailer <laughs> I got five on it oh, you love the, the
1: slow the slow version no no but
0: of I I like the fact that trailer it's, um, music I know what Ghostbusters for, have for Jordan Peele and yeah. the way that it's introduced in Jordan Peele things it works I know it's been bastardized by other things, but it's so. It's like all films have it. No? I know, I know. But, like, his his trailer for us is somewhere where it was so perfectly done. Um, uh, I hope, what's Snope going to have?
1: What? What's Snope going to have? Is that what is this that's next That's his next called? One. The film's called Nope. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's called Nope. Oh, that's great.
0: I do like that we're getting. Like, um, my friend was talking about making an intelligent <laughs> horror movie Bang Bang Cops where, and Robbers like,
1: by Casey Tatum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was tra- talking about making an intelligent horror movie <laughs> in a world where horror movies exist and like he was saying how you know like in demon possession movies everyone's like what do we do with a demon possession? he was like alright so you need a bible you need holy water take the bible take the holy water get like a big fucking bat cover it in bible pages in holy water so they all just sort of stick together and just whack the fuck out the demon and he was like and he was like and you could use this in loads of different things so you know like say like you're in a room full of demons right you just get a bible and you shred it so it's a bunch of bits of bible <laughs> throw it like confetti in, in the, the room confetti. yeah and then just spray you holy water put the demons
1: over. into having a wedding yeah and when you throw the confetti <laughs> it was
0: literally like, going like like. so you know how you make napalm for, for, for demons and I was like okay and he goes you take holy water mix it with wallpaper paste and you throw it at them because it sticks it just fucking schools the shit out of these demons and I was like you've got a point here in modern day society Mythological beings wouldn't really stand much of a chance. Look at fucking vampires. I was like, okay, vampires is like you can turn anything into a cross. Dust your daughters, ruin vampires. They're not a threat. Like, what if they're super strong? Make a cross. Your fingers. Like, literally any. If you've got an iPad, draw a cross on your iPad. Like, literally, there are a hundred ways to fight monsters now. Like, the only one who served any sort of like he was trying a couple of ways like. If you've got a werewolf and you've got a silver bullet, don't shoot the werewolf in the head, just shoot in the foot. And I was like, wasn't that like an eerie Indiana thing? And it was like, exactly. <laughs> there have been solutions to these problems. But um, it's one of those things that like with this, if they had any semblance of an idea of a horror movie, it's like, oh, I know what we need to do. And it's just like cross the streams. Oh, that doesn't work. Then power up the thing. I did like Wolf, uh, Finn Wolfhard getting another pack from somewhere. Yeah, so I was keeping track of how out.
1: many packs they had, and it, that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, there's not
0: one in the basement. Little, little the only little one podcast fight in
1: the, the... the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man's yeah. that somehow made their way there. I mean, I guess they're tiny, but that's a long distance. No, to like
0: go. the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man thing, wasn't it? The um... how did they get to the farm? He had like the taser, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I don't but how did they, they get? To the farm? Like they're only tiny. I know they could run it, but it's again, the same evening. Again, they. I didn't like them. They didn't make sense. They didn't really need to be there.
1: Could have been baby slimers Could have been baby slimers <laughs> could have been Baby Murray the Mantis. I, I would have loved it if Murray the Mantis was in this.
0: I would like... Um, you read the
1: Ghostbusters book, I guess.
0: One of the things that, one of the things that I, I didn't like is that they tried to redo the New York where all the, the ghosts and stuff are. I would have liked it if... Oh,
1: yeah, it was ghostbusters. It's like, yeah.
0: oh, there's a mine, dead mine. I'd like it a lot more if the dead miners started walking out of the mines mm-hmm. and you see them travelling towards town and, like, people started freaking out. And you got the We're actual Going to the reactions. mine, start the shift no no like no. walking out of the mines like just oh I did been... like
1: um, there's a shot when Gozer's temple is exploding out of the thing mm. and there's a full blown miniature shot there's like a miniature set they built off the inside of the mine that blows open and Gozer's throat comes blasting through it and everything oh really it's like a proper miniature oh that's cool that's quite nice I like that I like that little miniature in there mm.
0: but yeah it just it, it's an odd film it hits a lot of the right beats for me but then it just kind mm. of ruins it in the end yeah and that's kind of an issue for me. But other than that, like I liked it. It's just so middle of the road because of that ending. I think mean, it really did spoil what came before.
1: I do think it's funny that Jason Reitman's made out. Like, oh, I couldn't escape my legacy much longer. So what's that? You haven't made any really big, massive movies that make you tons of money. So if you do this Ghostbusters 1, you got yourself a little in to make loads of really big budget movies. You might get a Spider-Man, Jason. That's what you might it's not get. not web. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean yeah it's just it's a shame they couldn't help themselves could they? They had to do it. It just felt icky. No. Gross. Mm. I mean even like even small shit that Harold Ramis did that was great that I like. Yeah anyway, I was going to say he has one of the best cameos in um, in Orange County. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. He has a really nice really sweet Orange County's county. great people don't wait for mine. But he has like a really good conversation with Do you with...
1: know what film yeah
0: with Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks, yeah. yeah where well, He yeah. talks about, he's like... He's and then like, they get him stoned. They get him stoned, but you know the morning after <laughs> where they're having breakfast? Yeah. And he has that conversation where he says, like, you worry too much about everything that you're going to do. Like, mm-hmm. if I spent half my time worrying like you did when I was a kid, I wouldn't have done all the stuff that made me become the man He'd I
1: be did. trying to drill holes in his head. So that <laughs> would have worked too. would have worked it too if you did. didn't stop me, yeah. But um, do you know what The Girl Plays Phoebe, McKenna Grace, was in that you watched recently... And I yes. watched recently. I've watched multiple times recently.
0: Yes. Um you're going to say the wrong thing. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I know what she was in. Fuck. All right, go for it.
1: She's in Malignant. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> she's the young she She's the young version of um the main character. She's also in something
0: else. She was in Yeah, but
1: Malignant's the important one. Film of the year, Malignant. No, it's not. I've watched that twice now.
0: <laughs> I know. Cuz I gave you a copy.
1: <laughs> it's great it's a fantastic film it's a beautiful when it's, out,
0: when, it's uh, when they upload the 4k one I'll, I'll download it for you so you can have it
1: she's in um, what's she in
0: she was in something else that's big that I liked
1: was it a uh, Stay puff Marshmallow man
0: costume yeah uh, yeah it must have been
1: yeah of, uh, supermarket yeah. weekend job she just says stand outside it was Stay Puft advertising she's in Handmaid's Tale apparently no it's not that and she's in *Itonia*.
0: No, it's not Tonia. It's something more recent than that. Sure Tonya was like twenty eighteen mm-hmm. or twenty sixteen.
1: Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. She's in a bunch of stuff. A little kid. She's in. But... She was in Young Sheldon.
0: No, no, it's not
1: that. <laughs> I don't know Scoob. No. Annabelle Come Home has a poster for malignant on it. She was young Carol in in Captain Marvel very briefly
0: uh, but anyway, yeah, five um, seconds but yeah uh, it's it's middle of the road for me I can't really give it any any glowing score just because it, it, that fucking last scene um, Matthew Modine it's a Matthew Modine
1: he's not in the film
0: no it's not but he's middle of the road
1: oh why do you hate
0: Matthew Modine I name? don't hate Matthew Modine I never said I hate Matthew Modine you're insinuating that because you don't like me do
1: you know what she was in like my mum McKenna Grace was in in 2015 Ginger Snaps Back no Russell Madness what that movie about the dog wrestling thing. Oh, God. <laughs> That's all madness. That's Is a real K- film. K9 the Widow, mate? Okay, no, no. <laughs> the latest one in the Super... in the um, Air Bud series. Yes. K-19. The Abortionator. Oh, God.
0: Right, right, you're done now. Yeah, I'm
1: done. I'm done. You don't, you're, done you're done now. Jesus Christ. You're done now. Right, Frankenstein, 2015. What was that?
0: Is that the one with um, Xavier or Xander something-something um, in the lead role?
1: Xavier Z- Samuel. That's it, yeah. What's that
0: one? It's a really bad one. I've got it if you want to watch uh, it. No,
1: I don't want to watch it, no. no it's not I'm very good. Carrie Moss is in it, though. Yeah,
0: she is. Yeah, Xavier Samuel, he's an Australian bloke who was in um, The Loved Ones.
1: Peter Sudoroso's in it. He was the Blue Ranger in Power Rangers oh, Ninja no. Steel. Yeah, okay. His um his brother was also the um, Blue Ranger in Power Rangers Dino Charge. Yeah, that explains why I wasn't very Yoshi good. Yoshi Sudarosi. Great. Yeah. Anyway, just going to stand there doing nothing. Yeah. No,
0: no, I've just reviewed my thing. You've got to. Fucking- Review
1: Ghostbusters. What? Do I have to end the podcast? Yeah, you have to end
0: the podcast. Well, no, you just say what you thought about Ghostbusters. It's all right.
1: It's yeah. passable. Yeah. It's about 2016. Could have done with some like, laughs because Ghostbusters is a comedy. Fuck's sake.
0: I liked The Mum. People said that... Like, Carrie Coon. Mom, yeah, she was really good.
1: Yeah, she's a terrible human being. Um, yeah, she is. Just, she's just <laughs> She's drunk. an absolute disaster.
0: Yeah, but yeah. like, she's a realistic disaster. She's just like, yeah, I, I fucking hate scientists because my dad was one, but my kids are both geniuses.
1: I do think like it was kind of rubbish that you had him be a complete deadbeat dad that just abandoned her child at an age where she can't remember him. I do feel like there should have at least been a little bit of she had grown up with him for a while mm. and loved him and he left. Because at least then there's a little in where like she sees a lot of her father in her kids. But she makes it very clear she didn't know him at all.
0: It does seem weird that Eon, the person you would think would be the least likely to do that, or have an emotional relationship that didn't last for a long period of time because he hadn't assessed the possibilities of it going wrong.
1: But the thing is, like, to me, what was bothering me at the start was the idea that he would abandon raising children when he would see that as a great opportunity to study the development or growth of children under yeah. various levels of stress um, i also but then it does have him he was he has been keeping track of her growth and making notes and scientific notes oh, yeah, on yeah, her yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that sort of stuff but i feel like you should have at least had like he was a presence in her life until she was like 10 yeah cuz they don't even like
0: really give a reason why he couldn't be around her yeah. cuz it's not even insinuated that like ghosts are following him
1: yeah and who's the mum if it's not Janine
0: I thought it was Janine And it's then not. like in the beginning She just turns up And I was like No that's not the mum No That's why I kept thinking Like who else But Janine was going after Lewis Tully
1: in the second film
0: That's true That's true but, you know It's weird It is weird It's strange Um, But yeah I like the idea That Ernie Hudson Is going to have like A little team He's going to like Try and start back up again I like the idea that like There's more of this shit To research And there's like Because if they are just like Evo Shandor did a bunch of shit all over the world because he had a mine he had a fucking building in New York like he must have had a lot of dosh he must have been doing a load of different shit or just the idea that Ivo Shandor was just like an access point and they've like found other people linked to him because they've the guy
1: from the 2016 film they can bring bring him back
0: yeah (laughs) they brought them all back in the comics did they? yeah they had like a comic crossover where it was all free of the Ghostbusters teams because they're the animated Guys, no. they had the movie original Ghostbusters, and they had the twenty sixteen Ghostbusters. They're like a crossing over thing where they all just like no, came. Ghostbusters
1: to the scene. Extreme. Extreme,
0: Extreme Ghostbusters,
1: yeah. Ghostbusters Extreme,
0: no, Extreme Ghostbusters. I think Ghostbusters, Extreme. no, it's Extreme Ghostbusters. out. don't care. I watched every episode. Um, they had Janine in that. Yeah, she carried on. So did Egon. Yeah, they had a guy in a wheelchair. I think he was in it actually as well. Anyway, are you done? Yeah, I'm done, mate fucking well this is the end of episode 174 we've been doing this for too long uh, this specific episode not this podcast we'll do it forever 100 episodes Morty Rick and Morty forever Pickle Rick whatever you other fucking little pedo bitches love um do you and know me Morty One, 100 years 6 seasons, <laughs> yes. six seasons
1: in a movie Morty we're yes. gonna be together forever you and me Morty
0: Morty I've, I've I've spun the wheel and two crows two crows are gonna replace you and it turns out two crows are pretty badass I've become crow man crow magnum hmm <laughs> um I heard a really good I this made me laugh today. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about you know the Heaven's Gate cult that killed themselves like a bunch of them cut off their nuts and they killed themselves like in 1997. Um they they were, were designing websites in 1996. They were an early website design company they started. And they started a company they started a website for a company that was selling bootleg Madonna CDs, mm. because Madonna tracks before she was famous. Can you guess what they called them? prima madonna Yes, they did! <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Well done, I'm getting it, yeah. As soon as they said that they were selling Madonna CDs... No one listens to that, I
1: just listened... My, the only cultist I listen to is Charles Manson Family Band. Oh, man. Which um, is actually quite a legit, decent folk album.
0: Last podcast uh, on the left. If anyone has, doesn't listen actually, to this podcast.
1: Actually, no, the only, no wait, the only cultist I listen to musically is Jared Leto. And whatever <laughs> his band is called. I don't fucking remember. 30 seconds to Mars. I've it. seen him
0: live. And I can attest to the fact that mostly children go to those gigs. So if he ever sleeps with a groupie... And you never see him leaving... <laughs> Not, not leaving him walking the same way. Apparently he loves fucking kids in the arse. Um, that's also, that's a rumour. That's not me saying like... No, he does have a cult. He does have a cult. And he did, you know, get publicly accused several times of fucking kids in the arse. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. It's not like when I say Boris Johnson fucks kids. That's enough, you know, that's... That's more in a, like, uh, mef- a metaphor... A- a- <laughs> it's more like a metaphor, because he fucks kids by Isn't fucking... Isn't it funny that we've had him. two
1: Prime Ministers with pig-based scandals recently?
0: You know what? I really genuinely thought all that talk about Peppa Pig was him introing to the fact that, yes, maybe I fucked a pig's head. I thought he was genuinely going to be like, I know there's a lot of pig-based scandals for the Tories. And yes, I also fucked... I fucked the ass of the pig... David Cameron Fucked the face off We were in the same club There's pictures of us together You knew it happened Such a cunt. We hand shook Through the guts I mean Carrie Simmons Does look a bit like Miss Piggy Don't be
1: so mean <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be A divorcee soon I mean No she won't They won't
0: get divorced he will just keep The mistress on the side Until she gets pregnant Yeah And they'll pretend To marry her yeah, Anyway all right yeah Goodbye. As always Goodbye. You can find out LV54 Space Monkey On Twitter you can find him. What's your new Twitter? What, Wild Wheels Hat? Wild Wheels Hat. He's very popular for the Transformers crowd. I got you told
1: can... that I was the best Transformers-related Twitter account yesterday.
0: And Spot Collection. You can find him at Mellow Gaming. Not any fan art yet, though. He's, he's on Mellow Gaming and he's also uh, reacting centre Sentai Ranger. Ranger. Nah, I, blo- I got banned. I got banned. Too
1: hot for TV. Too hot for TV! Yeah, I got blocked. Sweet. I as still get emails. Sweet as fuck, though. I still get emails about terms and condition updates for the channel. <laughs> like,
0: oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I'll accept those when I can log in ever again. Yeah, I look forward um, to
1: violating them on my account <laughs> that's been
0: blocked, banned. You find me at CritApocalypse everywhere, including, you know,
2: Xboxy shit. Oh.
0: Alright, that's the end of episode 174. Night. No, bye, Night. everyone. Boris Johnson fucks kids. Metaphorically and physically.
1: can't accuse people of that. Can I not? No, you get um, slander or some shit. No, you Libel? Die. Libel.
0: Libel's the posh one. Libel's the posh one. No, you can only get that if it's, if it's not like parody. No. We're a humour-based podcast, so we can say stuff like that.
1: I think you have to be parody.
0: What is parody? It's parody of real life. You're a which he of fucks kids. life.
1: Say <laughs> so goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.